Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. I went to my car and I cried, how are we going to do this? How do we keep our family safe? There's Jesse, Nettles, Purdy, and I'm actually planning a wedding for the goats at Halloween. We're all in the war. We're all in the war. No, you know, they're here. We're looking after them and rightly so. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Extra WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line. With PJ Coogan. Oh, I was a couple of minutes late this morning coming in along the keys, and there I saw it. There I saw it. It was the thing that was making me happy. Last week, it made me even happier. This week, I could see the morning. You know, as you're coming along, particularly if you're driving sort of along the keys there, out towards the east of the city, out the face for the harbour, you know what I'm talking about. You could see it. You could just see the beginning of what they call the morning civil twilight. There are three types of early morning light. There's the astronomical twilight, which we can't see. There's the nautical twilight, which we kind of can't see unless you were at sea on a boat. And then there's the civil twilight, which is just before the dawn. And I could see it this morning around quarter past seven, just a hint of it. And it was so gorgeous to see. Good morning, 0818 96 96 96. The number of the text to WhatsApp, 083 396 96 96. In East Cork, thousands of people have been told they'll be buying bottled water, bottled water until 2025 because of a problem with their own water supply. Now, given that the price of bottled water, like the price of everything else, has gone through the flipping roof, can you imagine how much that's going to cost you if you're living down around Whitegate Way? I'll be talking to some of those people a little bit later on this morning. But first of all, I saw some very distressing video doing the rounds last evening. And I was wondering what it was, because it just popped into my phone like these things do, with no explanation of what it was, no explanation of where it was coming from, but it was a very, very upsetting video of effectively just someone getting hammered. And I could see from the geography, it was up around Notnahini Way. Maureen Tuick from the Cork 96 FM newsrooms across this story. Maureen, what happened? Good morning. 
Good morning to you, PJ. Uh, Gardaí are investigating an incident. A man suffered multiple injuries and a car was damaged and it's in an alleged attack by a gang. Now, what we understand is that they had Hurley's clubs and an iron bar in this alleged attack and Gardaí are searching now for these weapons that... Uh, are understood to have been used in this alleged attack. It occurred in, in a Nakanahini housing estate and uh, those involved, they fled the scene on foot before the Gardaí arrived. Now, the man who was injured in this incident, he was taken to hospital, to Cork University Hospital, uh, for treatment of the injuries that he did sustain. Uh, those injuries are not understood to be life-threatening. Now, a car, as I mentioned there, it was badly damaged at the scene. And uh, Gardaí now are hoping to speak to the injured man about the, the circumstances of what exactly happened here. So he's still in hospital, I take it, and will be for a while. That's our understanding that he is in hospital, but those injuries that he suffered, they're, they're not understood to be life-threatening. And, and Gardaí have no idea at this stage, Maureen, of a motive for this? Well, what they're saying is that their investigations are ongoing and I suppose until they speak to the man who's been injured in this incident, you know, they'll be able to piece together a bit more uh, about what may have caused or what led to, to this incident. About what time did it happen? We actually haven't been, been furnished at a time by Gardaí, but we understood that it, that it was last evening. Okay, all right. As I said, I got the video to my phone, but it would have been about half nine or ten o'clock last night, so, so I don't know what time it happened. Maureen, thank you for that. If there's any further developments, we will come back to you, Maureen Tuig, from the Cork's 96 FM newsroom. No motive for us that we know of, no official time on it. Uh, been given to us by, by Guy, the only eyewitness stuff, the video that I got didn't have a particular time on it. If you saw it, if you were witness to it, uh, I don't think we can probably tell anybody what it's about because we can't throw stuff like this open to the floor. There's a gather investigation underway. But if you know what it was about, the slightest notion what it's about, you want to share with us so we know better when we're investigating it, then, then please do let us know. And you can do so in confidence. You can let the guards know in confidence as well. They're far better at this than we are. 1-800-666-111 is their confidential line. There's another story doing the rounds this morning. Cork Bio have it. Now, they haven't mentioned the restaurant, just to describe it as well-known. And quick-thinking customers, according to Cork Bio, uh, intervened. When a man threatened a staff member with a syringe, this happened around 11 o'clock last night. Uh, The man was allegedly spotted trying to steal a phone uh, from a table. And when the staff member who owned the phone confronted him, he pulled out a syringe, started shouting at staff and said he was HIV positive. There were two people having a bite to eat there, two young men, according to Corpio. Overpowered him, grabbed him and pulled him to the ground. Uh, A young staff member, very brave young woman, managed to kick the syringe out of his hand. Uh, Someone called 999. Guards were on the scene quickly and was arrested. And according to a Garda statement to Cork Bio, who have the story, Garda have arrested a man in his 30s following a robbery at a restaurant on North Main Street at around 11 o'clock. He's currently de- detained at the Bridewell. Investigations are ongoing. The best news out of this is that nobody was injured. That's another story 
we'd like to know more about if we can find it out. 0818 96 96 96. We only just finished up Live Free in 23. Great excitement yesterday morning when the final and that was held with Casey and Ross in the morning. We have another one straight away. Another giveaway. Not just going from one and then waiting a few. No, we're going straight into another giveaway. We're going to send you to a gig. Um, a homegrown superstars gig. Who is it? I can't tell you. I don't know myself. Who is it? We'll tell you in a few days' time. But one thing that you'll need to know is you'll need an up-to-date passport. You'll need an up-to-date passport. And we'll reveal all very soon, only on Quark's 96 FM. Actually, speaking of passports, I was looking on Twitter yesterday and there was somebody from, I think, Virgin Media News, one of the reporters on Virgin Media, was saying that he sent away to have his passport renewed online on Friday. The online passport renewals. He sent it away Friday, paid his money, clicked his mouse and away with him and his passport arrived in the post yesterday morning. Now, passport online renewals are pretty much the bomb. They've been working really well. Even in the middle of it, all the mess last year, they were working really well, but that's the best ever. Passport renewal application sent with the photograph, with the money, click the mouse Friday afternoon and it arrived on the mat from the postman yesterday morning at half nine. That's got to be a record. 0818 96 96 96. Lewis Capaldi is ringing back fans in his own self-marketing. Somebody who bought his latest single, which went to number one straight away. He's ringing them randomly. Yeah. Some of them not going so great. No. Right, calling people who downloaded my new single to thank them. This is Lily. Is this Lily? Yeah. Lily, who's your favourite singer? Oh, she hung up. That was uh, obviously, it must be a cheer. Casey and Ross in the morning. You can now order your 231 electric Skoda Enyaq from No Daisy Cars. Skoda Sales Dealer of the Year. Exclusively Skoda in the City. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96FM. Okay, we now know that that incident in Nahini, which is under gather investigation, was 20 past five or thereabouts yesterday afternoon. Thank you for that. 0818 96 96. 96. If you're in East Cork, by the way, and you have been told you could be boiling your water until 2025, uh, I'll be coming to your issue in a wee while. It's a big one. Thousands of people in East Cork on the Whitegate system just told the app, you've got to boil your water, lads, for everything. And uh, not just tea. You've got to boil your water for everything. Baby food, you name it. Until 2025. Yeah, but I want to go first of all to Tory Joyce with the West Cork Animal Welfare Group. Tory, there is a scam operating at the moment involving the most gorgeous puppies and you're caught up in it and you want to warn people. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Thanks very much for having us on today to highlight um, this issue. In fact, it, it came to light during the pandemic. There was a bit of a, a space of it, so... Um, there are adverts that go up mostly on these buy-sell pages, but also can be shared b- by people. Um, fake profiles, 
fake pictures, the people aren't real. So what they do is they put up, as you say, gorgeous puppy photographs, more keys or um, one of these fancy cross poodle breeds. So they can be Bichon crosses and very, very cute puppies. So they just put up several photographs and they, what they say is uh, these puppies need homes. I can't, I can't, I have to rehome them or I can't keep them. Um, and they'll say vaccinated, chipped. They always say vaccinated, chipped mm. and dewormed. And um, if you read the language, sometimes you can tell it's, it's not someone with a good catch of English because it's, it's, it, it, the wording is, is spelling is a bit and grammar odd. wouldn't be the best when you read into it. If, no, if you look into it. But then again, people can put things up sometimes, and 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 that can happen. Yeah. And then at the bottom, they'll say adoption fee or rehoming fee. Right now, that implies it's a rescue. So some people who wouldn't really know the rescue post or they wouldn't really look into it, they would see that and they would just see the pups and they would say, oh, adoption fee, it has to be a rescue. Now it came to our light. It came to to light once with us because. People, people sent it to me on the West Cork Animal Welfare Group page and said, what's this? So first of all, they used to let people comment, um, but they turn off comments a lot of the time now. So basically it says PM me. So, you, so I set up a couple of people to PM them. One of them went very far, a few days. So what they say is this one man said he was in Kerry. It's very general. I'm mm. in somewhere rural. So yeah. it was rural in Kerry or Limerick or Cork. So they PM'd him and said, oh, I'd love one of the puppies. Now, again, you should look at the photographs because the latest ones were those Morky puppies. Mm. And the puppies were taken in the summer and not in Ireland. It was so obvious and not in Ireland. And it was a local, they actually used um, a fake fake picture from a very Irish-sounding name and a very Irish-sounding-looking person. Just And he just said, oh, I want to give these puppies yeah. away. Yeah. So people, unfortunately, then um, message. And the catch of the whole thing is, now the last one that we did message, the one in Kerry, um, because I said to the person I got to do it, I said, um, say you'll pick them up. Yeah. No, 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 I have a child with leukemia. You can't come to my house. So they'll keep putting, which is a, a, a despicable thing to say. And they'll keep making, pushing, yeah, they'll keep putting in hurdles. And then he'll say, the only thing I want, now it's either 200, this one was 300 euro right. for a courier to pick them up. And if you pay me that money, I'll pay the courier and you can have the puppies. Two of them. You'll never see that puppy. Not in a minute. They and don't you'll exist. You'll never see your, mother, your, your, your money, money again. Money ever again, because these people are, are not in Ireland. And one thing to do is go onto the profile, and you'll you'll notice that the profile has only recently been set up. It's But unfortunately, people see this beautiful pup. They don't think beyond that. And I have put it on the page twice, um, and, one, and people did say, yes, I was caught by this scam. So they sent 300 euros, bye-bye, and you just won't get it again. And you won't get a pop, and you won't get, and then the page will disappear. Now, the best thing to do is look into these things. Think um, yeah. if something it looks too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people do not give these pops away for these pops will be sold by breeders. They would be sold for for a thousand, two thousand. Yeah. They're all very cute puppies. Yes. There was Rottweiler puppies once as well. I've probably been involved with quite a few of them now, yeah. and. They'll always say, oh, they're not for sale. Because, of course, you can't say puppies are for sale on Facebook because it's illegal now to do that. Yeah. So they use the rehoming and adoption, which is disgusting. Yeah. Because it implies so it's... They're rescue. purporting to be a donation Purport. to a group like yourselves. Yes. They're yes. purporting to, that you're making yes. a donation to a group like yourselves, a rehoming fee. And then yes. they say, oh, no, and we need to 
send it to you by courier. So when we have the courier's fee and the donation fee of €300, we'll send the puppy. You'll never see the puppy because the puppy doesn't exist. Exactly, yes. And unfortunately, people are falling for it. And uh, so what I advise people to do is report the profiles. Now, they get taken down very quickly. Um, you see, a lot of the buy and sell pages now, they don't have admins on. I mean, there is another type of fake post as well with the injured dog. I'm sure you've seen those. Yeah. They're absolutely everywhere. They're a different thing. Um, people say to me, why do they do that? You cannot, you cannot comment on those. What they do is they wait till 10,000 shares and then I'll put up a gambling, uh, Bitcoin gambling or borrowing money. And that's, that's what they're after. It's a different thing. It's very sophisticated. It is. And unfortunately, they are, they are, changing as time goes on as well it's it's similar but it's different and the last one was a local person they said lep which is which is west cork yeah um whereas before it was more general it was you know county Kerry is all they said or county limerick or whereas now they're getting a bit cleverer but nobody will be giving these pups away and you see a lot of people were saying contact west cork animals they'll help you that you know do home check do this and that so i had to actually tell the people these are all fake yeah because what happens is, and they always say PM me on the on the posts as well. Mm. And then they'll, when you message them and say, these pups are not for sale, but we just would like a rehoming or adoption fee. If you check the profile, it isn't a bona fide rescue with the charity number. Mm. Don't touch them. See, what they're just relying on, Tori, is they're and relying they on scrolling. Just scrolling, scrolling. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't and that? Sharing. Oh, look at that gorgeous yeah. little puppy. And sharing. Yeah. And sharing. And then... The worst of it all is, if you happen to be caught for the mm-hmm. two or three hundred quid, that mightn't be the end of it because they've then got your detail. They absolutely have everything. Yes, they do. And then, yes, it, it could lead on to other things. You see, what, what people do is they share it. And then if a friend shares it, they think it's all right, you see. Yes. Because my friend shared that and we thought it was fine. And I, I so just they said, wait for you to share it. Yes. You see, if it gets shared then onto other pages, oh. people think a friend has shared it. So you've got a, a double layer of, of bonus, bona fide there, really, because okay. people think, oh, well, if, if Joan shared that, she knows all about dogs or she's into dogs or, rest, or helping okay. dogs. So it's shared and shared. And if you look on the share... So it isn't how, just random then. It's, it's no. they're, they're They're checking to see was this shared, who it was shared to. Oh, yes. Yes, so they're and they'll know then the, oh. the vulnerable people. And that could also lead on to other scams or other, other... I mean, they're everywhere now, scams. I mean, if my bank rang me and I actually knew it in my bank, I would actually still say no on the phone. I'd say, write to me, um, yeah. because I, I, you just can't believe anything. Yeah. Really. People have to be very... And unfortunately, vulnerable people are people who just see a pup. You see, we're, humans, as you know, are very visual. It's pictures. And you see a beautiful little Morky pup or a little Yorkie pup or a mm. Bichon pup cross mm. or whatever, poodle. You just go, oh, my goodness me, I'd love one of those. And when I looked at all the... Um, when I was looking at all the comments, I'll have one, I'll take one, I'll message you. So if you think about it, just say they, on average they get 500, mm-hmm. 600... You multiply that by a thousand people. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sitting there on a computer in wherever in the world. You can be anywhere. You're making a lot of money. Yeah, and they only need to hit uh, if if they share it to five hundred people. They yeah. only need to hit three or four, and they're making a grand. Absolutely a grand. And as well as that, PJ, the other thing is people 
are a bit ashamed to admit that they got caught as well. You you can imagine if people yes. get scammed, yes. they probably don't say anything because there is a pride thing. I mean, you oh, would feel with, without question or doubt, Tori. I don't know how many people I've spoken to on this show <laughs> yes. who've been caught by scammers, and they all say I was so ashamed. And every expert that I bring on, be it Ronan Murphy mm-hmm. at Smart Tech, be it Graham at Beastly yes. Cure Online, be it anybody else, be it Avril at Trend Micro, they all say the same thing: don't be a bit ashamed because Absolutely that's what not. they do. They are preying on your humanity. Absolutely, and honest, and a good, honest people as well. And never ever be ashamed. I actually in in Britain, I was listening to I think Moneybox, and they were actually on the BBC, and they were actually saying that one of the people who actually investigates this scam got scammed. Yes, that's how good they yes. are. Yes. 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 Actually, Graham told us a story like that. One of our regular mm-hmm. contributors, Graham O'Hearn, he said mm-hmm. that he said he actually was sort of elbow deep in something before he realised it was a scam. Absolutely, absolutely. And if it wasn't for his level of knowledge, he'd have clicked the next link. Yes, so for the life of people... Very sophisticated. It's very sophisticated. And you see, people are looking maybe for a lovely little cute pup. But also, it would be very... I mean, rescues do get these very cute pups in. I mean, we home core pets have a beautiful little cavalier at the moment. I mean, people do, rescues do, but they rarely have four of them. That's right. Yes, that's right. Rescues tend to be one at a time. Yes, and, and I'll always you... mention vaccinated, chipped, yeah, and dewormed. I know. They know the jargon. They know the rescue yeah. jargon, and they they copy it. And the problem with Cavaliers mm. is those eyes. Whatever mm. it is about those eyes, you catch them at the right angle. You can't refuse them. You'd give them your right arm, yes. let alone yes. your bank account yes. details. Yes, <laughs> let alone your yes. Because see, people think they're going to for five for. Five six hundred euro get this beautiful little pup and yeah. and and give it a home and and but happen. I would advise people please contact your local uh, rescue at the moment we're we're all full of puppies and dogs and if you are waiting for a specific breed just send in uh, a form send your details in and we will eventually always get these puppies yeah. I mean I've just I've just recently rehomed a little a little Shih Tzu cross puppy nice. um, also a little um, cocker cross puppy and um, a beautiful one there, gone to our friends at CCAS, um, a beautiful to Trish and, and a beautiful little, um, he's probably a Labradoodle cross oh, something. Oh, gorgeous dogs. Um, so they were all pups that people changed their, change of people's circumstances. Yeah. And also people, never be ashamed if you, if you can't hold on to your dog for whatever reason, always contact a rescue, never... Yeah think that you're going to be judged or whatever. At yeah. West Coast Animals, we would never judge people. Yeah. We're here to help. And there are reasons. Uh, allergies, change of circumstances. Yeah. Any of us can have a change in circumstances tomorrow, yeah. PJ. You know that. Have, have a lot of people come back with puppies that they got during the pandemic tour um, and said, you know, it was, a, it was a lovely idea at the time, but we just can't mind the dog. Yes, we have, unfortunately, had quite a lot. Um, not, um, we still have the same ones we always get. I mean, it's neutering is at the bottom of it. Um, if only people would neuter but unfortunately with the uh, puppy farm in North uh-huh. Cork and stuff you can see the amount of puppies that were being pumped out uh-huh. and unfortunately health issues are a huge thing with some of the we actually got a little puppy in recently that someone bought ginky tiny a sock fitted a, on her as a coat and unfortunately I mean the crew at Faxbridge did everything they could our vets in plant kilty but unfortunately her, her brain was expanding quicker than her cranium and she oh. died at at 16 weeks. And I just want to say to the person who fostered that puppy and the children, it was extremely difficult. And yes. for us and everybody. 
because these the crossbreeds, it's just, it's mad. Crossbreeds, yes, I mean, I have a crossbreed, I have a Cavachon, and, and they're, they're a successful crossbreed. They're mm-hmm. a beautiful little dog. But you mm-hmm. hear of crosses, and they're just not meant to be crossed. No, no. My, my, I mean, my, got my, a my daughter's a veterinary nurse, things. she tell you horrible stories, Tori. Yeah. Oh, she, oh well, she'll know everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 cockapoo can be. We've had quite a few of those in because they can have. Um, they're very hyper, yeah. very hyper. Yeah. And they're not going to sit there and be um, like toys. These guys are part cocker spaniel hunting dogs, yeah. and they need to get out and they need to tear around and. Yeah. And we found suitable homes for them all. We we we're lucky. We're finding some excellent homes. Um. Even people who are very sensible and people who are, who are adopting and, um, no, we're getting some great, great home. The one thing I would ask people, if they do want to rehome their dog, don't wait till you're moving the next day. Don't wait till, till you're desperate. Contact the rescue. Work with the rescue mm-hmm. because they may not be able to take that dog in straight away. There is a, yeah, there is there is a you need you need you need yeah you need space to get and the we dog. We need to organise. Yeah, okay. And we need to make sure the dog is hopefully vaccinated as well because we don't want to endanger that dog or our dog. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, Tori, West Cork Animal Welfare, and there are many other groups around doing wonderful work. But there's a scam going on on social media that you will be of the impression that you're giving a donation to, say, West Cork or any other animal welfare. Oh, and we need to courier the puppy to you. There is no puppy and your money is gone. That's it. All right, Tori, thank you very much. 0818 96 96 96, yeah. There's so much... When I think back, and I have to say, my little cavalier, Bella, who's a gorgeous little dog and we love her to bits and she's wonderful and she's healthy and she's fit and for a nearly 10 year old cavalier she's extraordinary fit and healthy but when I think of the way we got her I would never get a puppy that way now because it was like nearly 10 years ago and you did it that way we bought we bought her for cash off a fella in Kerry and knowing then what I know now wouldn't have done it we were so lucky with her. But if you're buying a dog for cash off a fella at the side of the road now, think again. And certainly don't go on to Facebook or any one of those platforms and buy puppies and be purporting to give a donation to a rescue. If you want to buy a rescue, if you want to get a rescue puppy, get go on to a rescue centre. 0818969696. Just on the passports there, I mentioned that at the top of the programme, how fast the electronic passport turnaround is, as in, if you're doing an adult renewal, how quickly it gets done. I remember renewing the Umphalus passport in 2019, applying on a Friday, and it landed on, oh God, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I read Paul Quinn on Twitter. He applied Friday, clicked his mouse, and the passport was on the mat on Monday morning. Same happened with me mid-November, says Joe. Ordered online Friday in the letterbox Monday morning. PJ, my husband and I got our passports within 24 hours. What? In October 2022. I thought it was brilliant. So efficient, says Anita in Carrigaline. It's probably the way it should work, but to have something working quite so efficiently in Ireland, we kind of say, wow, that's, that's, that's great. That really is great. Now, paper-based passport orders are still a bit of 
a shambles. I know someone has to replace a passport for, is he a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old now? And that's a bit of a rigmarole because I don't think you can do children's passports, even, even renewing them online just yet. Maybe you can, maybe you can't, but someone definitely is facing into it. And it's taking forever for children's passports to be renewed. And also for getting a child's first passport is still taking an awful long time. 0818 96 96 96. John was on Crime Call last night. I didn't see it, John. I was watching another show. Um, I'll tell you about that later on. I'm after finding a show that was cancelled a couple of years ago. But I've got seven or ten seasons to watch. John says, on Crime crime Call last night, they featured an assault in the street with a victim being beaten unconscious. Then there was CCTV of a shotgun raid in a shop. Good, very clear pictures. But the dogs in the street could see they were non-nationals, Asians. I rang the studio and asked, wasn't that part of the description that they're Asian? Oh, we're not allowed to mention that, says the reply. Why? asked John. Because we can't prove they were Asian. This time, a type of detachment from reality is fueling the far right, I'm afraid. Well, John, if I could come back with that very quickly to you and say, while it might look obvious to you that they were Asian in appearance, uh, there are Asian people who are Asian in appearance who have as... Cork, an accent, and as Cork, a background as you and me, they were born here. They're from Cork. So they're not Asian. Do you know what I mean? But I take your point. I do. Are you ready? Cork's 96FM loves Irish music. As part of Irish Music Month, this March on independent radio across Ireland, we want you to take part in our local hero talent search. If you're in a band or solo artist, you could be featured live on Cork's 96FM. It's your chance to win an overall €10,000 prize fund. Get your record released and have your music played on 25 independent radio stations across Ireland. For full details, see 96FM.ie. Irish Music Month, this March. Proudly supported by Hot Press, IBI and the BAI Sound and Vision Fund on Cork's 96FM. Join the conversation. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Passport. And look, it's the time of year now. If you're going on holidays in the summer, and let us not be coming back here in May, June, and even early July, with people saying, PJ, there's no sign of the child's passport. If you're going on holidays now... Take my advice. If you took nothing else from this old fool today, take my advice. If you're going on holiday now and some one of you has never had a passport before, if you're going in the summer, book or go for the passport now. Don't be going for the passport in April or May. Valerie, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a passport for, for a nine-year-old. Is it, is it the first one? Good morning. No, it's not. It's, a, it's actually a renewal passport. Well, it was we tried to apply online. Yes. And we went to two different photo booths, a chemist, um, and we tried to do the photographs at home. Nice. But basically, when you try to put them on and scan the photographs, it's saying there's always something wrong. Right. So we spent over 30 euros for now on photographs. Um, so we had to use the post office, quick post. Um, I applied for it on the 24th uh, of January, 
and it's saying, I just checked it there in a while ago with the tracking, and it's saying the 23rd of March that we're due to get it back. 23rd of March? And it's a renewal. It's not a new passport like he's, he's nearly 10. And, and they do allow online renewals for it's, it's kids, do Like they? we got to the point of putting in the photograph, scanning the photograph, because what you have to do is you have to apply, they send you the forms, yeah. you bring it to the guards, the guards sign it, etc., or your witness or whatever it is. But when you do to scan the photographs, no matter what photograph we use, no matter what lighting, I could do you know one of the ring lights? I could lit him now with Cork Airport. <laughs> no, no, sorry, Valerie. So you have to, oh, sorry. That, that, I think you've clarified it without even realising you were clarifying it. You had to go <laughs> and get a new form. No, when Didn't you go you? online, okay. when you go online, you have to, you, you, you apply online, but you have to um, um, print off a form to bring to the guards or a witness for them to sign. Ah, okay, okay. So it's but not because, as straightforward as an adult one. No, and then you put in the, the photographs, and when you put in the photographs, it's not that you put them in because it's, all, it's like case sensitive or something. There seems to be always something wrong. Right. It was too near. It was too far. It was too dark. Oh it was too bright. <laughs> and did you go? Did you go to an actual passport photo place like a chemist? I went to a chemist. I went to two photo booths. We did it at home with all different devices. Nice. It just was never right. No matter what we did, it oh. was never right. It was too bright, too dark, you know, etc. So that's why we went to the post office thinking, Era, this will be fine. Now, in fairness, I don't need it till the summer, but as you said, I agree with you. If people are looking for a passport, ours is a renewal for a child. If it's a new passport, get in there and get it sorted. I, I actually read somewhere over the weekend where, and it didn't occur with us now because our passports are all still valid, but if you're trying to book a flight with Ryanair and you have a regular account with them, they know whether the passports in your party are in or out of date. Right. Like, my son's passport isn't actually out of date till next month. Okay. But with everything that was going on, I thought, better off. Now get in, get checked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're better <laughs> And then off. we have to wait oh, till March. <laughs> I remember listening to weeping and gnashing of teeth here last May. Oh, no, to I, be, to I be totally fair. agree with you to put it, if anyone, especially if, if ours is a renewal and it's not going to be till March, if people are putting a new passport in, especially for babies, definitely put, put in them now. in as soon as you can. Put it in now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yesterday, put them in yesterday. <laughs> Thanks for that. Eight weeks, Valerie. That's a long, long time. Uh, did you get an online code for the pharmacy photos? Yeah, did you say it's still there, Val? Yeah. The pharmacy photo, did they give you an online code? No, I just got four different photographs. There isn't, yeah, there is a a, a system whereby when you go to the pharmacy to get a photo, you can get an online code and then... Oh, I should get, no, I just got the four four photographs. I know, I know. So I have so many photographs of him. (laughs) You'll never forget what he looks like. Colours, exactly. (laughs) All right, all right. Thanks, Valerie, for that. Uh, You can, yeah, okay, this is from Caroline by text. Uh, you can do the application part online for child renewal, but you still have to get a consent form signed by either the guards or a school principal and then post that off. The application won't be processed until they get the signed form in the post. We did one recently and we got the passport in about 12 days, says Caroline. Thank you. Uh, Vicky, or Nikki rather, you've got some advice there for, for Valerie. 
morning Hi, to you. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good, good, um, good. I'm just bringing you there to say we did our two daughters there. They were both renewals. So we said we'd do online. Now, it did take a while for the pictures. You know, it kept coming up like, you know, wrong picture taken and the whole lot. So what it has to be is on a plain um, white wall with no shadows in the background or yeah. anything. So it did take a good couple of attempts, to be honest. Yeah. But we got there, um, and then we brought it down to, there's a list of people who can actually sign. Um, we didn't go to the guard, so it was the local pharmacist. Right. So we brought it down to her, she signed it, um, and didn't have to stamp it or anything, and we posted them off, um, and they said it would take, maybe they, we were checking it online, and it was the 2nd of February, but we got it back there, I'd say, two weeks ago, so wow. in all, it was 10 days. Um, and yeah, it was it was. My husband's was back in four days. Yeah, yeah. Online. Yeah. I, so this, I must look into this. This where you go to the chemist and you get a code. I think that kind of sorts a lot of the heavy lifting for you with regard to the passports because the yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I didn't actually realise that you know you still have to post them off. I thought everything could be done online. With the child's one, we've established under, that with a child's yeah, one, you still have yeah. to post stuff off. Yeah, with a child's Absolutely. one, I think that's yeah, up to the age of twelve now. I think. Um, well, our girls now we're older and we oh, still really? have to post them off. Yeah, okay. they were thirteen and fourteen. Okay. I think it's up to eighteen. Okay. Um, so hopefully their next ones it'll just be very straightforward, but. Taking the pictures did take a bit of um, time, but when it worked in the end, it's like it was very straightforward then, and they were back within 10 days. I see, I see. Uh, so there so is still a bit it. of... Well, okay, we'll clarify this as we go, because um, <laughs> when, when, when my kids were getting their first passports or their second passports, we went through Passport Express in the post office, which was the yeah. only way to do it at the time. But the online is a bit confusing. You kind of can do online, but you kind of can't at the same time. Yes, for a you have to passport. do online and post. Okay. Which is the confusing part. That's, that's confusing. Um, that's where mistakes will be made, you know. That's it, exactly. But it is, you know, if you persevere, you will get there, definitely. All right, okay. Nikki, thank you. 0818969696. We got off on a tangent now on this one this morning. But I did see that yesterday on social media where a guy, a fellow, I think he's a reporter on, on Virgin Media, Paul, Paul Quinn, he said that he clicked his mouse and paid his money on Friday afternoon and he got his passport on Monday morning. Somebody must be working Saturdays at this stage in the DFA, which would be no harm. No harm at all. Right, this is from the DFA's official website. There are three ways to provide your passport photo for an online application. One, a photo with a code available in Ireland and the UK only. You visit a participating photo provider will take your passport photo. Uh, to find a photo me store, you get a, you, you then get a unique code to use on your online application. This unique code will be used to access your photo when completing your online application. I gotcha. So you go to an, an approved stockist or approved supplier, participating supplier. They take the photograph. You may well get a copy of it. They take the photograph. It's pre-approved by their system and then you get a code so that when you go for your online renewal then they put the code in and they get the photo and it's all done and all the magic works there that's that's the best way I think a photo provider um, that's for either a photographer or a chemist that doesn't do the code or a photo taken from home you, you can do it all you can use this code system you don't have to the other two ways are the more conventional ways I'd be inclined to if it wasn't that expensive 
if it wasn't that expensive, I'd been planning to get the code. We need a new one for the young lad this year. Or is it for the missus? One of the two of us, one of the two of them needs a new passport this year and that would be by far the easiest way to go to the go to the booth and get the code and, and all of that. In relation to the passport that PJ was talking about, you can both renew a child's passport and do a first-time child passport online. I've done both in the past couple of weeks and you get the passport back in two to three weeks. You do have to submit support documents which have to be witnessed but it's quicker than the full written one Ashling and Wilton renewed a 15 year old passport recently, did it all online, sorted within a month old passport for a 15 year old, gotcha gotcha, thanks Ashling. I used a white wall at home for my picture no problem, says Joe Sam McCauley's, they'll give you a passport photo with a code, you just put in the code when you're applying, it was very straightforward, says Caroline why don't Ryanair warn people if they know the passports will be out of date, says Dave. Dave, all I know about this is last year we'd booked our holidays and our flights back in January and I think it was, it was, uh, was it, it was the Unfilis passport. Yes, it was the Unfilis passport had expired since we last flew. Without the pandemic, of course, we didn't fly for, for two and a half years. The Unfilis passport had expired since we last flew. And when I went to, because we'd have a, a Ryanair account, so it's the same party flying all the time. When I went to click in, to check in, I got an off fright because they said his passport was out of date. So then I realised, oh bugger, that's a different, put in his new one and all tickety-boo. So they do store all that detail on the Ryanair website if you fly with them regularly and even account with them. I don't want to sound like some kind of a high roller. Now, if you fly once or twice a year with them, you'll have an account with them and they have all your details online. Yeah. There's loads. There's loads. There's loads. But the one thing I would say to anyone who wants a passport to this stage, if if you're flying in the summer, right? If you're flying on holidays in the summer, particularly if you have smallies, do something, Right? Promise to do something this weekend. This is the first new holiday weekend of the year. Um, St. Bridget's weekend. I refuse to call it spring break, by the way, because it ain't spring yet. But anyway, St. Bridget's weekend is this weekend. Take a half an hour. Get out the passports. Check and see. If you want to travel in June or July, or May, or August... Check the passports and make sure that they're all in date or they're going to be in date. And if any of them are coming to be out of date, just apply now. Don't be faffing around in May or June. Because I might ask you, when did you apply? No, I won't. I wouldn't be nasty like that. 0818 96 96 96. Yeah, the, the Queen Bee's passport is, is out this year and we're going to apply at the weekend. 0818-96-96-96. Cork's 96FM has just turned one loyal listener into a massive winner. Live free in 23. Oh, my God! With Cork Credit Unions. Here for you always. Spending money. Money. Hello? Kelly. Yes? It's you. Yes! Oh, my God. 
that going to make a big difference to you this year? Oh, huge. I had a baby last year, so she's nine months. All right. So it would be nice to try and take her away, maybe. Brilliant. holiday. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Ahern from oh Carrigaline, you have just won Live Free in 23. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Spending money. Your next big way to win is coming. We're sending you to see a homegrown superstar for free. Grab your passport and get ready to play. Only on Cork's 96 FM. The lines are live. Hello. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96FM. I will come back to your passport comments you are very helpful people you know you're telling us all we need to know about passport renewals this morning I promise I'll come back it costs about 16.50 I think and this Kira says she got her daughter's photo and her own photo done in Sam Macaulay's it was 16.50 for the two and the codes they are more expensive, but saves the hassle of doing it wrong yourself. I'll come back to that and plenty more. Thank you, Kira. 0818969696. Staying with passports also on the subject of a different story that we were covering. There's been a bit of a, a bit of movement in Andrew Chambers and Sian's story. Remember, Andrew was on with me last week. There's a little bit of a little bit of um. A little bit of a change, or a little bit of a change. I think I have that audio, guys. I think I have it. I have it to hand, I think. You don't need, you don't need to... Yeah. Andrew has just uh, tweeted. Will I do it now? I will. Andrew has just tweeted this morning. Remember, Andrew Chambers was on with me. Uh, let me. Let me play that, just to remind people. This is Andrew Chambers. He was in Cork last week with friends. Andrew has motor neuron disease and it's progressing rapidly. And his partner, Sian, is from Laos and Sian wants to come to Ireland to be with Andrew and Andrew wants to be able to get Sian to Ireland to come to and to come to his side and be with him. Um, unfortunately, to be with him at the end is what Andrew is afraid of because he thinks he won't see out the year and his doctors are not optimistic either it's a very very sad story um, we were trying to push this with Simon Harris's office and we were trying to push it with Michal Martin's office we understand that late last week some contact was made by Simon Harris's officials with Andrew himself and there is some movement just to remind people again of of that story here's uh, here's uh, Andrew from last week on the opinion line if you could come here tomorrow and I could marry him the following day I would do that but, I mean the other thing I'm doing at the moment is I need to write my will and arrange power of attorney as well I'd like to make sure that, that you know my family and seeing is my family were looked after after I passed away um, if I could marry him, that's what I would do. You know, I want to make sure he's looked after, and I want to look after him for every time I have left. I know, I know. You're, I, 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 I sense you're scared stiff, buddy. Are you? I'm terrified. Um, like my parents are helping me look after me, but they're 75 and 76. I have an amazing group of friends. I'm very lucky with the friends I have, but I want my partner by my side. I know. Well, I face into this. I, I want to. I want to. You know, I want to 
bring Cena around. I want to bring him down to Cork. My first time at Conor here. It's a bit foggy at the moment now, but it looks beautiful as well. I want to show him Cove. You know, I want to bring him around Ireland and, and show him stuff as well. That, that's kind of all I want at the moment. I, I'm, I'm just focused on getting him over here um, and beside me as well. I, I suppose one, one thing I will say is when I was diagnosed, I told lots of people, I told friends, family, everybody else, everybody's first reaction is that devastated from my news. And the second question is, you know, what can we do? Whatever help you need, we're here to help you as well. When I reached out to a number of politicians, where frankly, a lot of times I was ignored. And then when I did get a response back, the response back was, we're devastated for you, but here's what you need to do. I was expecting someone to come back to me and tell me, this is wrong. We're going to get this fixed and here's what we're going to do. Well, what we did uh, was immediately we sent a copy of the interview to Michal Martin's office. He was away in Lebanon at the time. He's back since, I believe. Of course, Michal Martin, Minister for Foreign Affairs. And then we also contacted Simon Harris's office, who is currently Minister for Justice, Acting Minister for Justice. The two departments between them kind of have to come together on this. Also, Donica O'Leary of Sinn Féin heard the interview and he's making inquiries in the background and making phone calls in the background. So the news is that Sian's passport has now arrived in, ha- in, Haroi, in Hanoi. Rather. So it's up to Simon Harris at this stage to ex- expedite things as quickly as he can. Um, we will uh, email Simon's office again to let them know about the passport, even though Andrew has tagged him in his tweet but uh, a bit of a nudge from us might help as well to make sure it gets looked at we'll keep the pressure on Uh, we're not letting go of this Uh, I said to Andrew last week I'm not a politician I won't make promises to you except that whatever buttons we're able to push we'll push them so we'll push that one again this morning and as we said Donna Cholera is making some phone calls in the background here's hoping we can reunite these two lads it would be great wouldn't it? 0818969696. Now, Pamela, you have a little bit of a story to tell me about some tremendous kindness. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. You sent me a long email, and the best thing to do is for you to tell the story yourself rather than have me read it. Okay. So fire away. So, um,. Just a bit of background. I was diagnosed in um, May 22. Um, I had um, a small procedure and um, the results weren't what I was expecting. I had a suspicious ovary and cancer in a polyp. So I was told I'd have to um, have a full hysterectomy so they could see the bigger picture. And um, after a six-week recovery from the operation, um, I was told that all the cancer had been removed, which was great. And um, I had to have chemo and radiation as a precaution. So I was a very lucky person. Now, just to backtrack a bit on that, um, my husband, Ricky, um, I met him in September 85. And after a long courtship, we got married in November 21. We told nobody. That's 27 years nearly. Yeah. And... um, so we decided we'd get married and we didn't tell anybody bar our witnesses right. who are Jackie and Colin and um, we got married there in Cask, you know, at the yeah. waterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful spot. Look. Yeah, and we had a fabulous afternoon. So I decided after that that I'd like to have a bit of a party for all my friends and family. So I organised a party there um, for June and um, we had that in electric 
um, Ernest. We know Ernest, and he allowed a few of his upstairs restaurants on a Sunday spot. evening. Lovely yeah. spot, yeah. So we had all our friends and family there, and we had a great night. So that was in June. So, you know, things were, we were happy enough. So um, I started chemo on September, right. and I have to say it was... Nobody could you prepare you for chemo. It's just the worst thing ever, but you just get on with it. Mm-hmm. And um, on the 20th of January, just gone, I finished radiation. So all right. my treatment has been done. I had it all done in the bonds, and they were all so nice, and I'd like to thank them all. They were brilliant. They were so supportive, and okay. you couldn't ask for better, really. So last week, Ricky said to me he'd like to go out somewhere for dinner. So he decided he'd like to go to Quinlan's. We hadn't been out for ages, you know, in the evening. And we said we'd just go out to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So I booked it and we had, a, that was last Friday, just Friday gone, the 27th. Quinlan's, downtown, yeah. Lovely yeah, spot. Quinlan's. Lovely spot, yeah. So we went in and um, we ordered and we had a drink each. And um, Tess, who's the lovely operations manager there, she came over just to see what her meal good and Ricky said best crab claws he ever had and I had a hat on my head because of hair loss from the chemo mm. so she said oh your hat's good and what's the story and I said oh I can't take it off and she said why not so I said look I've just finished chemo and radiation and um, we're out you know celebrating tonight and he said oh that's fantastic news she said take your hat off there and show us so he took it off and um, I put it back on fairly quickly <laughs> so she said, look, the drinks are on us anyway because, you know, we're going to celebrate. Oh, that's so lovely. I, that's yeah, lovely. so I said, great, thanks very much. We were delighted. So there was a couple beside us to the right who um, we didn't engage with at all. You know, we didn't even say hello because they were deep in conversation when we got in there and um, just, you know, they were having their own night out enjoying themselves. So they were leaving and she went up to the cash register and she came running back and she said, they're after paying for your meal. I said, oh, my God, I was mortified, emotional, and we were just, couldn't believe it. And she said, they heard, they heard your story, and they just wanted to, you know, celebrate oh your end goodness. of treatment. Oh so, so they were gone, so we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to them. And the reason I'm, I'm on with you, PJ, is just to, if they're listening, or if anybody that knows them, to thank them so much for their fantastic gesture. It was just unbelievable. And Quinlan's as well, of course. But um, all the staff in Quinlan's were crying. It was just an amazing thing to happen. It was fantastic. It was just a lovely, lovely thing. They yeah. had the conversation between yourself yeah. and Ted. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, as I said, just a huge, huge thank you to them. And, you know, you wonder about life and... Um, you know, your faith in humanity, but ours was definitely restored. And, you know, during my treatment as well, all my friends, best friends and colleagues and acquaintances and strangers, do you know what I mean? We were just blown away by all their kindness too. Mm. Um, We got cards and flowers and lotions and potions and there was a bag of blocks left outside the door. We still don't know where they came from, but, you know, people are just so kind. They really are, so... You've no idea who these people were? No, not a clue. So it was last Friday night, around 8 o'clock. In um, Quinlan's? In Quinlan's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's astonishing. Yeah, it's great. Unbelievable. That would restore your faith in the human race, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. 1000%. Absolutely. So I just had to tell somebody it's been reeling around in my head for the whole weekend and that's why I put the email together yesterday and sent it off and I'm delighted to be on the air just to, you know, tell everybody about it. That's lovely. So, that's lovely. How, how are you health-wise? I mean, radiation and chemo is fairly heavy going. Like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I've been through a lot. Um, and as well, my brother died, you know, in the middle of it all in Spain. And um, I couldn't travel to see him because that particular time I was really, really sick. Sure. So, um, mm. But Sorry no, I'm good. I'm coming around. And I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that she... You had a 37-year courtship. Yeah. And you yeah. sound... You, did you meet when you were seven or something? I, you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, PJ. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, not quite seven, but could add another 20 maybe onto that. Um, yeah. So, um, no, that's, yeah, we that's were That's got to be a record. That's got to be... I've never heard of a courtship that long. That's got 37 years. That, that's, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing, yeah. and then yeah. just a lovely small, and that is beautiful in there by the, yeah. by the the waterfall in cask. It's a gorgeous spot, and electric on a summer's night. My goodness, you really picked yeah. your places, you know. I know, and unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to celebrate, you know, um, any of it. So we're looking forward maybe to a nice trip this year, um, because with the operation, I had to look after myself. Couldn't yeah, you know? get COVID, you know, that's an, all that was going on as well, so right. it's just um, so yeah. Um, so, so really the couple who paid for your dinner in Quinlan's the other night, yeah. they, they were they didn't realise how big a gesture it was? No, not at all. No, they have no idea. no idea. What Pamela, I wish you good health and yourself and Ricky a long and successful marriage now. After, <laughs> well, if you match the marriage with the courtship. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. be doing all right. Absolutely. Oh, listen, and that's a lovely story. And you know, there's a lot of people doing it. We hear this all the time, like little, little, tiny, from tiny gestures of goodwill, like paying ahead for someone's coffee, paying ahead for groceries. Yeah. You know, yeah. people are, and then picking up a tab for your entire meal. Yeah. Pamela, thank you very much. And well done to Tess and the crew in Quinlan's for giving you a good night. And whoever those people were. So about eight o'clock last Friday night, you were in Quinlan's and there was a couple there and Tess from Quinlan's was engaging with the couple and she was admiring Pam's hat and Pam said, I can't take it off. And Tess said, why? Because I'm just finished chemo and I don't have any hair. And she said, I'll take it off anyway. And she took it off and put it back on again. And then Tess said, well, all the drinks are on the house for the night which was lovely and kind in itself. And then you, whoever you are, you beautiful, beautiful people, you went to the till and in paying for your own meal, you also paid for theirs, for Paula and Ricky's. That's gorgeous. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Now there's a thing though. They met in 1985 and they married in 2021. November 2021. 30, has anybody else dated for that length of time? Like I was wondering, did they meet in crash or something? But they dated for 37 years until marrying in November of 2021. Can anybody beat that? That's that's brilliant. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Lads, passports, passports, passports. The regular photo in a photo booth is six euro. The one 
in the code with a code is eight. You don't need to go to a pharmacy to get it done either, says Anthony. Boots and Douglas are doing it, says Deirdre. Maeve reminds us if a passport is expired more than five years, it's a whole new application. That's true. That is true. I did my passport online. It tells you if the picture's okay or not. I got the passport the next day, says Karen. PJ, when you upload the pic online, it'll tell you straight away if it's accepted or rejected. Jared tells me there is an Ireland passport app and they send a code. Very good. Uh, uh, Kira got her daughter's and hers done in Sam Macaulay's, 1650. In the photo boots, there's an, op- an option to take a digital photo accessed online using a code. Anthony, you don't need to go to a pharmacy and there are pages and pages and pages of passport stuff and all I did was mention a tweet that's the nature of the opinion line that's how you join the conversation on any platform that you choose to do so 0818 96 96 96 if you're down in East Cork and you're spending an absolute fortune on bottled water Let's see what's going on next. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96FM. So I've got a story here in front of me from the Cork Safety Alerts website, corksafetyalerts.com, of this boil notice from Ishka Aaron. Why Irish Water? They're spending a fortune to change their name to Ishka Aaron. Ishka Aaron and Cork County Council wish to remind customers supplied by the Whitegate Public Water Supply that the Boil Water Notice, BWN, issued on 29th October 2022, remains in place. The BWN, think of it a nice sexy name, don't they? The BWN was issued to protect the health of approximately 9,500 customers due to increased turbidity. In the wa- raw, what the now they send the what is turbidity? Is that crap in the water or what is it? Increased turbidity in the raw water source. Ishka Aaron is pursuing a permanent solution, subject to the outcome of the planning process. Its anticipated construction will commence in 2024, completion in late 2025. So the Chances of being out of a boil water notice by 2025. Maria, I wouldn't be laying money on that either. Good morning. Hi, PJ. Thanks for having me on. Delighted. Someone contacted us over the weekend to know would we... That was myself. Good, to cover this this issue. How long are you boiling your water? Seven years. What? Yeah, so this goes back to seven years ago. Um, I have actually the dates in front of me. So started on the 1st of January 2016... And we were on and off boil water notices then up till um, uh, 2017. Um, one was a continuous, you know, uh, for months. Um, then it's been on and off then for the few years. And then we went on to the continuous ones, which last months on end. So like a recent example, the 25th of December 21, uh, up till late June 22, we had a three month reprieve. And then we were put back on in October um, 22. And we're put you on a boiled water notice at Christmas? Yeah, okay. at Christmas for six months. Okay. okay. And we came off for three months and we're back on the last three months. Uh, but like that, for the three months we came off, you couldn't trust drinking that water. Um, mm. And luckily, luckily we didn't because I think it was a good few days after the boiled water notice was issued, we found out about it because you're not 
sent any letters, you're not sent emails, you're not sent text messages to let you know you're on a boiled water notice. It's only if someone has been alerted in the area and shares it on Facebook or social media, you're notified. Now, you had small babies when all this yeah. started. Like One thing they know how to use is boiled water. Oh, yeah. For making up your formula to sterilising your bottles. Um, and that's the thing. So with when I had young kids, I ended up having to buy pre-made formula. So you can just go out and buy the, you know, the big tub for what, 14, 15 euro. Mm. You were buying like individual bottles for like 95 cent per bottle, you know, Crikey. to get them through that. Because um, you, were no, you, you didn't know if that water was safe for them to drink because, as you said, what is turbidity? Turbidity could be silt from the seabed. It could be anything. It could be bacteria, viruses. Anything could be causing turbidity. Um, we haven't been notified if there's nitrates in our water. Um, like a safe um, nitrate level is 50 milligrams per litre. Now, if you boil your water and say you're in a safe level, and if you boil your water, the nitrates becomes a higher in concentration, do you know? So what could be safe before boiling might not be safe after boiling. Um, as well with the chlorine levels, do you know, um, is there chlorine in the water? Boiling would make this worse, not better. Uh, do you know, um, there's a lot of questions to be answered. So when you have babies, there is a huge fear of giving them, say, tap water, especially on a boiled water notice, um, yes. but then even giving them bottled water. So you couldn't just buy a cheaper brand in the bottled water because it would have higher levels of sodium and sulfate. So you have to buy the more expensive branded bottles, which yeah. would have safe drinking levels. I'd be inclined to say, Maria, with that, that there's an awful lot of old hooey talked about that. But that that's, I guess, people, people believe that. But you can buy the cheap stuff. It's quite safe to drink. Oh, you can, it's but they do. And if you look coming at it, out of your, coming out of your, it is than oh. what's coming out. But with the sodium levels, then and with babies, it's not recommended. There's like safe drinking parameters for sodium and oh, sulfate. Enough, yeah. And when you do look at it, you go, okay, you're going to end up going for the more expensive brand, you know, which eats into your pocket. You know, we're also being caught with our recycling because we're recycling a lot of plastic bottles. Be, like yeah, I spend be. forty to fifty euro per week on safe drinking water How and water much? clean. Uh, 40 to 50 euro. Okay. Yeah, we go through a lot of water. Um, I, I, buy, I, I would use, I have in front of me on the table here now, I have a two litre bottle of water. It's actually Tesco's own brand water and we drink, um, we drink a lot of fizzy water as well. I buy the small bottles and they've yeah. all gone up. Now the price of my bottle, my two litre bottle of water has doubled in a year with the cost of living stuff. So mm-hmm. that, that's not cheap. Like. It's not. So, like, they're catching us in the pocket. And, like, with cost of living, like, you know, it has gone hugely up. So we're being caught in the supermarkets yeah. buying the water. We're getting caught recycling those bottles. Like, our bins are overflowing left, right and centre for months because yes. they're plastic bottles. And that's squashed down, you know. We stand on the bottles yes. before we throw them in. Um, but you're also paying for the weight of those being recycled through your, um, you know, your waste disposal company. Yes. Um, we also live in a high life scale area. So, like, we're constantly paying for, like, fixing washing machines, dishwashers, showers as well. Oh, um, of course, because they're using the tap water because yeah. it is okay to wash your clothes in. 
Mm-hmm. But it damages the machine. It damages the machines. Yeah, we go through, like, we've gone through, got in 10 years, four showers, about four washing sheets, uh, the dishwasher, I think, only lasted about two years. What, what, you does know. It, what does it do to them, Maria? What does it... It blocks them. So uh, the hard water blocks the tubes and causes breakages in them. Um, that's what the guy in basically Harvey Norman so we were buying washing oh machines is telling us as well. Uh, yeah. So. And you can't brush your teeth in the, in the tap water? You can't wash Oh, it's like a third world water. country. Like, we, we've had people come down and stay down here. Um, and my grandmother lived with us for a short time as well. And every time she used to go to get, like, a glass of water, you'd be like, man, you can't drink that. And she's this, like, this, used to be, this is what it used to be like going on a 10-year <laughs> holiday in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink the water. No. And, like, if you went to Spain or somewhere like that, you know, before you were told never drink the water. And you can and now. Yeah, you can now, but we can't. <laughs> That's gas. Yeah. So you go on holidays so you can drink the water. That's yeah, good. I went on holiday to Clonakilty and it was such a novelty there like last to weekend to be able to brush my teeth. <laughs> no, I'm, look, I, I'm amazed you're so good-humoured about it. I mean, boiling a kettle. I remember looking at a list before Christmas of the expensive things to do and boiling a kettle or boiling a saucepan of water. Boiling a litre of water in a saucepan is yeah. quite costly. And I just got my ESB bill in there this morning and even with the 200 euro chunk taken out of it, it's a fine, hefty bill for the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So your electricity bills must be sky high as well, Maria. Yeah, because you're boiling it. Like, if you don't have bottled water to hand, you need to you need to boil a kettle just to brush your teeth and to brush the kids' teeth, you know? Um, and it's constant boiling water. It's constant boiling water. Uh, we're all like at our wits end. There's like te- about ten thousand customers, and that's residents and businesses. Businesses are having to pay water uh, to buy in water as well, just to clean, you know, and prep food. Um, when you go to a restaurant down East Cork, you can't get tap water. So if you're coming in, say, to one of the restaurants, you ask, "Can you have water?" Unless they're on a private well or buying in water to put in your table, you're having to pay for water as well. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're getting caught when you're going out 
to eat as well. So there's a lot of things catching us and it's very frustrating for everyone and there's never been a solution put in place for us. So like Irish Water have never put like um, recycling bins out so we can actually recycle or uh, plastic They've never, uh, they've never thought of putting in a standpipe or a tanker or anything for you? No, nothing. Um, nothing at all, or even trying to reroute our pipeline into another pipeline, you know, if that was a possibility. Um, you know, we're, we've we've never been given any answers, never yeah. any solutions. The government haven't got involved. They should be penalised. They should be fined yeah. for the length of time this is going on. They should be able to be made reimburse us for the uh, the cost of our water that we're using. Um, here's, you know, it's here's, here's, here's the thing. I, this is, I'm just reading from this. So, 29th October 2022, this latest boiled water warning yeah. was put in place. Uh, there's a planning process underway for what needs to be done. So, this is, this suggests that construction will commence in 2024 with completion in late 2025. So, you're late. So, you're looking at another two and a half years of this crack. That's only if you're lucky, PJ, because they only submitted that planning application this month, and I think it was only a few days ago because I was looking up before I came on air. And you know the way these planning applications go, this not, may not be approved this year. This oh, could God. be pushed out into 24. Well, someone, this could some, even be pushed to 25, you some, know? Some, some, someone will object, I know, I know. Yeah, Kate, and then Kate. if they do get planning, like, you know yourself, they could, if they start in 24, you know the way these companies go, like, look at the uh, National Children's Hospital. Oh, and there, Yeah, look at, look at this event centre we're supposed to have in the city. Like, so Stop, we, Maria, no one talks about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, 20, late 25 is not a realistic target. No. Oh, you poor people. You poor yeah. people down in a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And it is. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, like. Yeah. And like oh. we're we're down Ballycotton and oh. the joint area and that so like it's it's literally been devastated by this boiled water. I, I was down I was down in, in Gary Vaux the weekend before last and I drove into in towards Shanagarry there, in towards Whitegate. I didn't go quite into Ballycotton, but like I'm thinking such a beautiful place next mm-hmm. to the sea and you're boiling your flipping water. Yeah. Good. We're surrounded by water, but we just can't drink it. Oh God! Water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink, as the old song used to go. Maria, thank you for that. We've other people to talk to in in your neck of the woods. So, as she says, thanks, Maria. Late twenty twenty five is the earliest estimate that Irish Water have, or Ishka Aaron have. Uh, by the way, you paid your taxes paid for the change in name from Irish Water to Ishka Aaron, even though we already knew that that's what it was. End of twenty twenty five. And that's without any hitches along the way. So we're looking at people boiling water until 2026. And it started, it started in around 2016. Oh, God. 0818969696. Kate says it's scandalous. They should take a class action and get compensation. This guy was amazing. This guy from Croatia, and he was, he's actually one of the best salesmen I've ever spoken to in my entire life. And was it because he was so nice? Nice, informative. Do you know that I'm a pretty nifty salesperson as well? Go on. I'm really, really good at salesperson. You want to do the old Jordan Belfort now on me? I Send can. me this pen. Here's a pen, yeah. all right? How much would you give me for that pen? Uh, 50 cents. Sold. 
There you go. Thank you very much. Wow. Casey and Ross in the morning. You can now order your 231 electric Skoda Enyaq from No DC Cars. Skoda sales dealer of the year. Exclusively Skoda in the city. Ports 96FM. Join the conversation. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. This is the Opinion Live with PJ Coogan. Ports 96FM. Yeah, I looked up torbidity in the break. And basically it means cloudy, mucky, dirty water. Turbidity. Cloudy, mucky or dirty water. And there could be anything in it. 0818 uh, Maria did make the point that they don't actually get a proper notification when there's a boiled water notice. Some people will get it, like a vulnerable customer will get it, or some people will pick up on the fact that there's a boiled water notification, or they might hear it on the news or see it in the local paper, that's all they know. Paul wants to make a point on that on, on WhatsApp. Surely it's Irish Water's legal remit to notify you that the drinking water that they're supplying is not fit for consumption and to be boiled. Surely they have to legally let you know that you can't use the water. You would think so, Paul, but I think once they put it in the paper, that's, that's their duty done, as if to assume everyone reads, reads a paper these days. Diane, morning. Good morning, PJ. You've been three years away from East Cork while all this was going on. Uh, winters, I was back a couple of summers for short periods of time uh, when uh, the borders opened. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. You, you, you've got a holiday place we do. in East Cork. Brilliant. I do. Brilliant. I do. Can you believe this is going on for as long as it's going on? Well, it is a bit of a surprise because we don't experience this. I haven't. In America, there are places that do, of course. So a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Like you would obviously have water breakdowns and boil water notices, but how quickly would something last this long? I've never experienced it. Um, in fact, I'd never experienced it in my life until I came here. Um, so, yes, it would be turned around very quickly, I suppose. But very dis- different system. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 And you're, you're not from East Cork, no, Dan? Oh, obviously, I'm an American. And I said uh, before to Amor, we have a holiday home here. We come here right. periodically. So I was last here in September, and um, we were on boiled water. It never occurred to me in January here two weeks to even ask about such a thing. And someone in the village, same village as Maria, uh, mentioned it to me. So um, I was very surprised, and I began to boil the water. Yes. <laughs> Back to boiled water. Yeah, and I accept that, and uh, it's no problem. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but when they say that it might not be fixed until the end of 2025... Yeah, yeah, that's, a, uh, that's a very disconcerting as well. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued, Diane. How did you come to have a holiday home in beautiful East Cork? <laughs> That's a, do you want the long answer or the short answer? Whatever answer you want to give me. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful, as you say. You were here. I heard you say you were down in this part of the world. Oh, I beautiful. Love it. Yeah, it's yeah. A lovely place. Yeah. Beautiful. We were coming here for a long time and then um, finally bought a little cottage and we've been doing it up now for about 20 Nearly 25 years. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you have Irish yeah. connections originally? Are there, are there Irish roots? Yep. Yeah. American Irish. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. And mm-hmm. are they Cork? 
And uh, no, uh, well, uh, my husband's side, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there are connections there. But uh, back to the water, um, that was a bit of a surprise. I I agree with um, um, with Maria. I'm sorry we haven't met yet, although we're here with the same little tiny village. Hopefully we'll meet one day. Um, she's so informed, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, that uh, there is no notice. Yes. Uh, there's, uh, there wouldn't be for someone like ourselves unless we're chatting with people. Yeah. And yeah. we were chatting with friends and they have well water, so it didn't affect them or people in another part of East Cork. They're not on the same white gate system. So it never occurred to them, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. The inconvenience of it all. Mm. Yeah. Boiled, boiled water notices and reading from their own statement here, boiled water notices are issued to protect public health. In all instances, immediate action is taken to address the cause, etc., etc. It says vulnerable customers who have registered with Ishgair and receive direct communication on boiled water notices. Customers are reminded that the water is safe to consume once boiled. Once they inform one person or put it in the paper or put it on the radio, they consider their job to be done. Mm, Yes, I understand. And I try to stay connected with radio and papers even when I'm abroad. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, it would be be helpful yeah. to let people know that it's uh, ongoing, continuing. Mm. Yeah. One, yeah. one last yeah. question about your your love of East Cork. Have, have you found it changed a lot over the years? Oh my yes, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Our lovely little village is changing all the time. Great signs of uh, prosperity everywhere in the country. So That's we're great. happy. Yeah. We're happy for those. Some of those changes, yes. But I, 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 my comment um, and my only question is, uh, what's in the water? Um, I did what anyone do would do. Sorry, there's such an echo. I hear myself talking. Um, that, uh, of course, I did what anyone would do. I, I looked it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, easy enough to do in today's world. And I was interested in what you said about turbidity. But then I I went to uh, a trusted uh, person in America who does research in this area to find out more about what it, what what's in the water and why yeah. why you know I Is don't it being analyzed that water yeah. Yeah. yeah then um, I might say too that um, I have gotten mixed um, answers to my question should we boil should we not boil and uh, one day someone will say it's fine. Uh, Irish Water wrote and said it's fine, <laughs> and I said that's not what the paper said three days ago. So it's uh, it's confusing to those of us who don't live with this. Yeah, it is uh, daily. Yeah, it is. Diane, thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. That's Diane who's got a holiday home in East Cork. Uh, someone else on the phone here. Our water in the downstairs tap is running totally white and cloudy at the moment. I said it to a plumber. He said it's okay. I'm not sure. My kids use that tap to wash, and I'm really worried. It's so white and cloudy. It's the downstairs toilet tap. That's from Anna. Yeah. I know that in our house, the we put... We have a tap in the utility. Our utilities upstairs. Don't ask me to explain why. Our utilities upstairs... Or our bathroom, and I wouldn't drink the water out of either of them. 
I'm not a great fan of drinking tap water anyway, but certainly wouldn't drink it out of either of those taps. But it's perfectly clear. It's perfectly clear. It just it seems to taste a bit. Yeah, someone just asked, why is our utility upstairs? Because it is. Because it is. Herself wanted it. And we said it to the builder, can you put the utility upstairs? And he said, well, that's not the maddest thing I've ever been asked for. It's very handy. It's really handy. Because you never have... You never have... We used to have the utilities out in the shed. Because uh, the shed is plumbed and wired for that kind of thing. But... No, dragging out baskets of washing and doing that in the wintertime, no, no. And then we were doing a little job upstairs for the umfla, extending his room, and there was the rest of that flat roof. So herself says, do you know what? I'd like a utility room. And that's how we have a utility room upstairs. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Just to remind you again, Paul's voice note, and I think Paul has a point here. The idea that you don't get an immediate notification, that everyone doesn't get an immediate notification from Irish Water, Ishkaren, that bothers me a little, and I'm sure it bothers people down there even more than it bothers me. This is what Paul had to say. Surely it's Irish Water's legal remit to notify you that the drinking water that they're supplying is not fit for consumption and to be boiled. Surely they have to legally let you know that you can't use the water. Certainly what you would think, wouldn't it? Okay, to line four. Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, PJ. How are you? Um, I'm listening there about your water. Um, years ago, when the thesis was found, when your counterpart was on, um, we got filtered water in. When what, was, what, what was found in your water, Mary? When they found feces in the water. Remember oh, dear going God. Back when, when was that? When? when? Uh, Maybe 12, 14 years ago. You don't remember that, don't you? Vaguely, vaguely. Remind me again for people who have forgotten. I, I, I just heard it on the radio that what? they found it. And myself, actually, and uh, your colleague, we were speaking about it. She remembered it as well. And uh, she, she had covered it. And um, we got, there was a chap on from Aquafresh. And doing filtered water, and we got it in at the time. I see, just, I see. And it was this was coming out of your tap? No, they found it in the water. It wasn't coming out of my tap. Nice. But they were advising people like that now to boil the water. Yes. Or, or get filtered water. So we got the filtered water, and, uh, you know, you replace the filter. Then you know when it needs to be replaced. Yes. It starts going slower and slower. It's just a small tap at the side of your other tap. Oh, I've seen those. I've seen yeah. those little ones. Yes, yeah. We actually have we have a, a water filter outside here in, in, in 96M that instead of using those big, ta- big tanks of bottled water, we have a filter yeah. on it. I got you now. I got you now. Yeah, because I'm a very, very big water drinker. Yeah. Like, I just fill my bottle... From the filter tap, yeah, umpteen times a day because I I could go through five or six bottles of water a day myself. Because because so, like fecal matter is E. coli, E. coli in the water yeah. could kill people. Like yeah, wow, was, wow. I I don't you know. It could be twelve. It was definitely twelve years ago. It's uh, crikey. I, I'm I'm assuming it got cleaned up, but I'm just looking, listening through the, or reading through the Irish Water instructions here, and unfortunately, they say. 
what do, where did I see it? Uh, stand, re- regular household water filters aren't enough in this case. Oh, sweet Jesus. So we're going to have to Domestic, do something Here else. we go. Here we go. It says... Boil water by bringing to a vigorous rolling boil, yeah. Allow it to cool, cover and store, yeah. Water from the hot tap is not safe to drink. Domestic water filters will not render water safe to drink in this case. Well, that's the first that I've ever heard, and it's the first that I've ever heard it coming out. You're the only person I've ever heard. Well, no, no, probably in your case it was. It was fine. It was probably okay in your case. But for this one, Irish water water didn't exist then. Yeah, yeah. They are saying that a domestic water filter won't be enough for the people down in East Cork, which is a pity, because I know they are good. The water coming out of them is great. Thank you, Mary. Uh, Maria wants to get on the opinion line as well about this. Hey, Maria. Hi, TJ. It's a whole bloody world gone mad, boy. I'm up in Nunes Road now, and last Sunday, our water was off. We got no warning or anything, right? Yes. But God bless Cork City. I won't call it Cork City Council. And I painted to have them take up bloody name like the Irish water, right? They took off the immersion, and God be good to them. They decided we could heat our water by gas, right? I have two sinks now. I could have scores of hot water. All they had to do was fill up a little tent. Uh, uh, so you ha- you're a council tenant, are you, Maria? I, I'm a company of a council. I'm a city hall tenant. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, and you, you, they took out the immersions and put in gas central heating, yeah? No, before I got it, right? They decided, right? Revamp all the old houses and the whole that. So God, because who's ever in charge of city council to be put down a bird? Nothing has to be said for abortion. But stop then, it. I'm Maria. I'm Maria, stop. Well, That's I'm not pro- nice. <laughs> I know, but I'm frustrated. But I'm an old woman and I'm old. And I paid my taxes on my life. I work for the Southern Head Board. Okay. So okay. excuse me if I can't be politically correct. No, you're all right. You're all right. And you go. Go on, give But what's, what, what's the story with the water now? Uh, thanks for the God, it's back on again now. But I turned off my heating. I turned off my heating for my water. The heat two sinks of water, gallons of water. Here's what am I supposed to do? Mm. Yeah. They painted up the walls with acrylic paint. And the darkness is still coming through. Yeah. yeah. And then God be good to them. Have you gas heating, Maria? Huh? Have you gas heating? I am not one, but I I told the, I was I was with electric gardens, right? And some me I paid some me gas off, and me the gas cold, right? Yeah, yeah. I and then I decided to switch over ever before I need war, and it was fifty fifty. You switched over, right? Yes. I said, "Very clear." I do. If you haven't got direct debt, you'll only get fifteen percent. So, in other words. I have Wi-Fi, I have no direct debit. I mean, I had MasterCard and the whole lot before. Why should I pay to go into a bank and have to do a driving course and get a passport, right? Why should I pay to go into the bank, have the government lodge my money, which I'm going to be charged for, to pass on for the like of board gosh, which I'm going to be charged right. for, and yet in 
are all real. What they talk about the euro, they don't talk direct debit. They don't talk all this. I'm telling you, the whole world has gone mad. <laughs> Maria, you're a breath of fresh air, girl. Thank you very much. That's Maria in, in, in Newlands Road. Do you know what? There's a lot of what she said. The world has gone a small bit mad. 9,000 people in East Cork, nearly 10,000 actually, on boiled water notices, which Maria tells us go back to what, 2016 or thereabouts, initially? And now they will be, they've been told that the chances of this being fixed any time before late 2025, virtually nil. <laughs> yeah. Turbidity, PJ, is essentially the amount of SH1TE in the water. Or, or it's clarity, yes. It's, if, it's clarity, if it's not clear, if it's cloudy, that's turbidity. And according to the Irish Water, Ishka Air, in which we paid for that conversion, the turbidity is a problem with the water in East Cork. 0818 The Cork Diary. On Cork's 96FM. Cork Diary is a free service. So if you're a community group, a not-for-profit organisation, or you have a fundraising event you would like mentioned, let us know and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email the details to corkdiary at 96fm.ie. The Cork Diary. With corksimon.ie. Because everyone who calls Cork home should have one. Cork's 96 FM. The minds are live. Hello. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96 FM.ie. This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Just had a message in here just to ask me to mention something. We got a, a Notification from Mia Velkovska, who is a tradition transition year student at St Mary's Secondary in Mallow. They're putting on a musical called Heartbreak Hotel on the 8th, 9th and 10th of February in the Emilian Theatre in Mallow. Tickets on sale at the school office for a fiver for a child or student, tenner for an adult. Also, you can purchase them over the phone, 022-21998. It'd be greatly appreciated if we could give it a mention. Happy to do that for you, Mia, and good luck with that production. Good morning to you again, 0818969696. I'll come back to many other topics of conversation. Still stuff coming in on passports and the renewal of passports and all of that. Uh, The only message that I can put across from the programme team, uh, given our years of doing this, is if you think you're going to need a passport this year, get on to it now. Do not be waiting until uh, you're buying shorts and T-shirts. Get the passport now. 0818969696. Now, the book comes out after the budget every year. He waits until the budget is out. He waits until the finance bill goes through and all of the plans for the following year are laid down in legislation and they all go through the doyle. And then he updates the book. Uh, I speak, of course, of the Money Doctor's Finance Guide, the big yellow book, which gets thicker every year, John, and gets more useful every year. John Lowe, good morning. 
Good morning, PJ, and happy new year to you and your listeners. How many books, how many years are you doing the book now? This is the 18th edition, and you're absolutely right. It is thicker, um, but only in terms of uh, the inches <laughs> as opposed to anything else. Um, that's because there's a, a little mini book at the end. It's 148 pages with its own index, and I've specified this um, for teenagers because it's called Teenagers, You and Your Money. And it's to try, and again, I think I was on your program there last year, uh, where I think I might have mentioned my son who never failed an exam in his life yeah. and this, this basically inspired me to, to try and help uh, this sector uh, because he said uh, at the age of 19 in the UCD doing B&L he said that what's an overdraft I said there's something wrong with the system that you can pass all these exams and suddenly ask the, a, a, a kind of simple question like that Yeah, and so many of us I can remember John I left school, didn't know how to read a payslip, didn't know how my taxes were made up. Yeah, exactly, PJ. And and, and this 148-page uh, little mini-book is there to do it. And actually, next September, 60,000 TY students <clears throat> all over Ireland uh, will have access to the e-book for free. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, John, we've a lot going on at the moment. Um, January is a time when the new the new tax arrangements have kicked in, so people have gotten a couple of quid extra this month. Not a whole lot, but it's there. And if if Leo has his way, he wants to increase that for his next year. But let's let's look to where we are right now. Um, and VHI gone up. The others will follow, won't yeah. they? Well, it's it's a four point eight percent. Like uh, and VHI, there's only three health insurance, and VHI the biggest. Um, they got nearly a million, over a million uh, kind of members. Uh, and they have 93 separate plans, uh, PJ. So it, it's actually confusing all of these insurance, uh, health insurance companies. So, I mean, there is a body, HIA.ie, which is the Health Insurance Authority, where you can go in and check your particular plan against another and uh, HIA.ie is, is that comparison site. But, you know, in terms of, of these costs, I mean, they are saying that, you know, they have increases. They've kept them back as long as possible. And, um, you know, there, there's nothing that they can do. The only thing is that Leia Healthcare hasn't yet put up their, uh, their uh, kind of prices either at the moment. But as sure as night follows day, <laughs> they will go up. Um, Irish Live Health already increased it uh, kind of uh, earlier this month by 5%. Mm. So, yeah, it is. It's going to mean an average of between 60 euros and 250 of the cost of private health insurance for a typical family of four. There is still that little loophole out there that's been around for years and so many people still don't know about it. If you know somebody whose health insurance is looked after through their work, and particularly if they work for a big company, get the name of their policy and you must be given it on request. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, usually those kind of group schemes, you'll have at least a 10% discount, so yeah. it's well worth uh, having, having a look at that. Um, but also bear in mind as well, for those people who haven't got health insurance now, that if you are over 34, remember that it's 2% per year over that age that you'll be penalized. So if you're 44 and you want to start health insurance for the first time in your life, you're looking at 20% on top wow. of, the, of the premium that you'll pay. They really are trying to get people um, onto buying yeah. health insurance. Um, I was reading a survey, and we did a bit of a feature on it the last few days, John. It's this Credit Union's Consumer Sentiment Survey. I'm sure you're very familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, its its latest finding appears to be that at least among those they surveyed, 
the worst of the economic crisis or the worst of the cost of living crisis is over. Do you share their optimism? I, I would. Actually, I would. And okay. I'll tell you why, because there's a number of things happening. I mean, uh, you've probably read that Ireland's growth uh, is, the, is the biggest uh, and the best in Europe at the moment, 12.2% or something. Um, lots of things are going well for this country. And um, we are a great little country and we have a great optimism anyway, even aside from waiting for the sentiment to see whether we're going to be great or not. Mm. But I do think that, you know, uh, employment is still okay. Um, you know, we've got the few bob back, as you said earlier. My mum had a guy saying, you know, it's better than a slap in the face, even though it is relatively small. But um, the government are, I believe, are, are trying to uh, kind of do their best in order to kind of keep the show on the road. And, and they're doing a fairly decent job. In right. Our economy is strong, to be fair. You can't, yeah. you can't argue yeah. against that. But then people are having gas bills of... 600 quid dropping for a family of four in a three-bedroom semi. Yes, yes they are, PJ, but you look at the pump prices now, they've gone down considerably since, you know, the energy crisis started. Yeah, but at the end of February, they're going to all go back up again because the, the, the Greens are not going to allow them to keep that, that reduction in the excise. No, that's one of the problems. <laughs> that, that's going to be a, a, a kind of a debate Isn't between just, parties. Because you reckon the worst is possibly over, John? I, I don't think that the worst is possibly over. I, I do think it's, it, we're a lot better than being in the UK. You yeah. know, they're having major problems and they still continue to have major problems. Uh, and no one ever mentions the fact that, you know, they made a mistake leaving, you know, doing Brexit. Mm. Do they realise that now, do you think? Or do I, I think a lot of people would, but they, they, they've, they've made their bed and now they, they want to lie in it and, and not mention the war kind of thing, you know. <laughs> now, one thing they have over there is a better deposit rate on their savings. And in France and other countries, a much, like you get, what, 0.6% in this country. That, that's a very good point. Actually, you can get a, a regular savings account in the UK for 7%. Yeah. You can get accounts like, you know, notice accounts like 4.33%. Yeah. Uh, here, are are we getting of, screwed here, John? Well, the Bank of Ireland made a huge uh, kind of uh, thing about increasing their regular saver account from a quarter of a percent to three quarters of a percent, 0.75%. And that, by the way, PJ, is before terror tax. So, I mean, what basically has happened, we're going back to the old times when the banks, when the, when the borrowing rates went up, they were the first, they, they, they couldn't wait to put them on. But yet when the, the, the increases came for deposits, they would be the last to act on them. Yeah. And that's really what's happening because it's all profit. At it's the even happening with government bonds now, isn't it? Well, the best product, the best investment product on the market, actually, is the 10-year national solidarity bond. Maximum amount is 120,000 per person. 500 is the minimum. Uh, you're getting 10% into your fist at the end of 10 years. That's mm. tax-free, and it's guaranteed by the government. There's probably nothing better, but... If you analyse it, it's only really 1.43% gross per yes, annum for it. each of those 10 years. Like if you were even 500 quid, I know it's not a lot of money. Mm. So say, say, say 5,000. If you drop 5,000 into one of these bonds now... Yeah, 10 years later... 500 quid. You'll have 500 euros, and it's tax-free. Now, as I say, it's 1.43. When you compare, PJ, um, the stock market, which Warren Buffett said it, the stock market is a mechanism for transferring wealth from the inpatient to the patient. And from 1991 to 2020, which is 30 years, basically, the average annual growth in the stock market was 10.72%. Yeah. How are, how are our banks getting away with such miserly 
interest rates for savings, John? Because no one kicks up. That's one of the problems. In fact, they're kicking up uh, those deposit takers, some of the banks, about the NTMA. The NTMA are the, the body that produces the state savings, the prize bonds, before 4.4 billion in prize bonds, uh, which is a record, by the way. And, you know, I have three clients with, with half a million each in prize bonds when you could put half a million. The maximum now is 250,000 per person. Um, but, you know, they, they all have done incredibly well. One of them, I think I may have said this before, the one of them was a lady mm-hmm. who um, she said, John, you've no idea the pleasure I get from listening to my letterbox go on a regular basis <laughs> because she's getting the 50s and the 100s. Yeah. And she actually worked out, uh, she put all those winnings as a percentage of the amount she held. And it turned out to be 1.4%. Yeah. And I said, that is brilliant because that's net. Yes. Gross it up, you're looking at 2%. You wouldn't get anything like that on any deposit account in but Ireland. There's a thing, I mean, the, the pal I was talking to about this over the weekend, you know, f- finance would be a hobby to him, like stamp collecting is to other people, do you know? Yeah, yeah. So he watches all this stuff very closely. And he said, would you ever ask, because I was showing him her book, would you ever ask, John, when he's on with you, are we being screwed over here? <laughs> well, on the rates we are, definitely. I mean, they are very slow. I mean, they're, they're, they're using all sorts of excuses as to why they don't put up those rates. But there really is no. I mean, you've got um, a, a borrowing rates are going to go up again, unfortunately. And they're not going to stop there. So those on tracker rates, I've got lots of clients who have moved from yeah. their tracker rates to fixed rates. And the fixed rates are now starting to move up as well. You were the man who told me, John, a few years ago. And yeah. you also told a colleague of mine on another radio station, cling to that tracker with your cold, dead hands. Correct. You've changed your advice. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, the tracker, if you remember, PJ, about maybe... Uh, 2007, uh, um, the tracker rates then were mana, and then suddenly one month it went up by a quarter percent. Twelve consecutive months later of a quarter percent, it was up three percent. People were screaming to get out, and that's what happened with this big, you know, uh, you know, debacle at mm. that point where people had left and they thought that they could easily get back in again, and it's gone. Uh, uh, you know, the, the 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 bankers at that time said, "You go out of this tracker." You you're not going to be able to come back in again. And they were proven wrong. So there were lots of cases where they got money back. And so, people lost their homes as a result of that. Did. It's funny because I know someone who advises on mortgages and he moved to a tracker recently and he said, I can get back. Oh, sorry, he moved to a fixed. He says, I can get back on my tracker afterwards. I have it in writing. Is it? Can you get that? You can. You can ask your, your bank. If, you, if you're going to move from your tracker to a fixed rate, uh, you could ask. Maybe they will come back in the future. Who knows, uh, PJ? Um, but some of these, I mean, up to about two months ago, you could get a four-year fixed rate at 2.05%. Yeah. Bank of Ireland moved their three-year fixed rate to 3.25, only recently, to 4%, and it's going to go up again. Yeah, so jump jump, jump if you can. before. And the ECV are meeting, is it next month again? They're going to go up at another right. quarter. Quarter, at that, least that, another quarter. Maybe a half a percent. Uh, so, yeah, which is bad news for borrowers and also bad news for deposit takers because I can't see, I can't see the banks anytime soon yeah. uh, changing their tune. No. Now, on the energy and the cost of energy, there's no doubt, John, people are paying an awful lot more than they were paying this time last year. As I've said, the 200 euro credit takes a nice, handy bite out of the ESP bill. But, but the gas is just gone mad altogether. Mm. They're talking about a fourth one. 
Mm. Do you think they will go I do. I do think they will help again. Uh, again, it's, it's in the government's interest, even from a voting point of view, uh, to, to be a little bit generous. Uh, but there's a lot of families out there, PJ, who are really, really suffering. And, and, and they're turning off the, the, the heat at a time when uh, they, you know, they've got overcoats and stuff on. It's, it's really, uh, uh, you feel really, really sorry for them. Yeah. Uh, and so they need all the help they can get. And they also look, John, at, and maybe you can put this into plain English for me, they also look at the international markets and they see the price of gas is tanking again. It's gone way, way down, and yet they're paying huge amounts of money. Yes, What's going on? Are we well, again? Well, are we been screwed here? Sadly, what what one of the excuses, PJ, is that these gas companies um, they buy um, the gas up front, like three months in advance. So they but they're buying gas uh, in the, for uh, for the future. So they pay the high price, and they can't they can't get out of that contract until that contract is finished. That's one of the excuses they they're using. Mm. Uh, and who knows, to be honest, where uh, the Ukraine war, which is really the, uh, the, you know, the bottom line where it's all been affected. Um, if that got resolved, a lot of the, the world thing, even though the, the kind of stock market has re- rebounded a little bit, mm. uh, we're not quite uh, out of the woods yet, but it's, a, it's a, uh, rebounded quite a lot. Um, yes, if, if it flares up again, the war flares up. I mean, you saw Boris Johnson yesterday where he mentioned that, you know, President Putin, you know, uh, basically threatened him. Do you with, believe that? <laughs> well, is he looking for extra publicity? I don't know. But, <laughs> but that's all it takes. He wouldn't be a man to shy away from it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all it takes is, is uh, you know, the threat or whatever, and the, the markets can go a little awry. It's tough, tough old times, John. The tax, the, the taxing changes came in, um, and we have a surplus, we're told, of six billion. Now, if you were a financial advisor mm. to the government, and Michael McGrath turns around and says to his finance minister, "Well, John, I have six billion in a surplus," what would you tell him to do? Would you tell him to dig into it and help people more, or keep an eye to it? And keep adding to it. I, I think it's like it's like real life, actually, PJ. You keep some of it for the rainy day fund. You always need a rainy day fund. I always say that you need three to six months net annual income, joint net annual income, in a rainy day fund for three reasons. One is the emergency. You know, your your clutch goes, and you haven't you know budgeted for it. The second thing is the sudden loss of income. You could suddenly uh, you know not get your bonus, or maybe be put on a short week. Uh, or, and the third thing is the investment opportunity. You can buy that Labrocki for half nothing uh, or you know you, you want to kind of give your, your children a leg up on the property ladder those kind of, they're the three reasons so I would say the same with uh, uh, Minister McGrath that uh, you know you need to put some of it away for that rainy day fund and the rest you need to, to judiciously uh, share among the people who need it most mm. And lastly, credit unions they are back in vogue they are a great place to save and to borrow I couldn't agree more. I think the credit union is the old building society. If you remember the old building society where there were a boy and a girl behind the counter and you knew their first names, you knew what their mother's names were, let alone their names. And uh, you could have a, a conversation with them. You bring your child down, you open an account and you made a fuss of. And it, it's not a hole in the wall machine. They are still in vogue and they're still, I mean, they're, they're starting to wake up a little bit like on post is starting to wake up as well, whereby they, they are a, a viable uh, alternative to the three main banks. Yeah. And they're helping families out right, left and centre and there's a lot less 
It's hard. You have to qualify for a loan, but they give you money and they're a lot less pressurised about taking well, the, it back the, off. The, yeah. the qualify, yeah, they, they will still do a credit assessment. You still have to have some form of income to obviously repay any, any uh, loan. That, that's the whole point of, of borrowing is that you have to have ability to repay. Otherwise, you, there's no point in getting a loan. But they have, uh, for instance, decent rates. Uh, they're far more flexible generally than your high street banks. Mm. Um, and they also, um, you know, they, they'll do it quickly. They won't keep you waiting forever. Oh, crikey, no, they won't. All right, John, thank you very much. A real pleasure. The book is out, The Money Doctors 2023 from John Lowe with that fantastic bit at the back for for young people. We'll talk again, hopefully, during the course of the year, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. That's uh, John Lowe. Uh, The Money Doctor, his book is out right now. Uh, He shares the optimism that the worst might be over. Our economy is strong. There's a surplus in, in the bank. Yes, the mortgage is going to go up again. Uh, John Lowe says fix, 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 fix. Get onto your lender now and fix. Fix because the fixes are going to go up again. Uh, Caller says, there you said it, the UK is in a worse position than us, but yet somehow the media and the politicians there seem to be able to criticise and comment without all the negativity that happens here. Take note, media people and politicians. I, I don't know. What that means? Is that a little bit of a smack in the face for the page? I don't know. It looks to me, and I listen to, and I read, and I watch a fair bit of British media, it looks to me that people in the UK, a lot of them at least, regret Brexit. Even people that were pro-Brexit are saying, was this the best idea we ever had? Credit union rates, said Eddie, are probably better than the banks, are they? I have a credit union loan and a bank loan. The repayments on the bank loan are cruel. Yep. Plus, if you run into a bit of trouble with the credit union, like if someone in the house gets sick, you could probably do it with a bank as well, but if someone in the house gets sick or whatever, you could ring the credit union and say, lads, can you ease off on the loan for a little while? And they will. They will. 0818 96 96 96. Question number 10. A zorse is the offspring of what two animals? A yep. zebra and a horse. Final answer? Yeah. All right. The correct answer is a horse and a zebra. Yes! have just bagged 2,000 euro. Lad, I swear I'm nearly to quit my job. <laughs> are we allowed to ask you what you do for a living now? Yeah, I work in the central statistics office. The latest Lad, statistic so we have on the show is you've taken it to 152,000 euro. Douche. Well, Thank now. you so much, guys. Thank you. Stacking up the cash. Yes! Cash! The two grand minute. Listen to play at 7.40 and 8.40 every day on Casey and Ross in the morning. <laughs> 96 FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Corks 96 FM. You'll see this in the news, the entertainment news later on. They've just released the logo for the Eurovision, which of course is taking place in the UK this year because Ukraine can't host it. Obviously, they won it last year, so they've moved it from Ukraine to the UK, and they've just issued the logo, and yes, it's combining the Ukrainian colours with the British colours into a kind of a... 
I, I'm sure someone was on the wacky backy. It's it it'll it'll blow the eyes out of your head when it appears on a television screen. But hey, it's bright and colourful, and that's what Eurovision is about. Speaking of music. I was sad to drive past it a few months ago and see the state of the hazel tree. Uh, the hazel tree, if you've ever gone there, up near Mallow, you go to two new two potthouse and you, you drive off out into the country, literally out into the arse of nowhere. There was this enormous ballroom. Like it was huge in the middle of of nowhere and I remember being sent out there to DJ by the late great Ted Dunn and it was a place I was very fond of because you'd go out on a Saturday night do your gig and you'd play in the bar the front bar some people might dance it was a kind of an oldies kind of a show bandy type thing 60s and 70s and show bands it was a lovely it was the softest gig in Cork you arrived at 9 and you played until about half 11 then the band started in the back and sure everyone went to dance the band and one or two might wander out to you and then at half 12 you went away home it was a great old night great old we used to love doing the doing the hazel tree and the great bands played there you name it they played there I saw God, I saw Joe Dolan there a half a dozen times and I saw Declan Ernie and I saw them all, all the great Irish bands. The Hazel Tree is up for sale. It closed uh, at the start of the pandemic and it never, it never really got going again. It was a great, great night. Anne-Marie O'Reardon, you have great memories of the Hazel Tree up for sale at, at, at the moment. Good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Um, yes, so I thought the Hazel Tree was... A great outlet for when I was um, starting out singing. Um, I was I had my first album at was it thirteen, and I remember that was great. The low it was great for supporting locals, so I sang it many um, uh, radio night or CD launch or fundraiser. So that was kind of a, the um, the dancing setting, and um, I thought it's great for me because when I was starting out, I was like, oh, do you know, it's only over the road as well. And as you said, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, which would suit me because I live in the middle of nowhere as well. So I was at home in the hazel tree. And um, it was, do you know what? I thought George and the people, they were very welcoming. I know even backstage was so nice, you'd meet up. But as you said, a lot of big artists like Mike Dinvers and Patrick Feeney. And there was wonderful artists that I know your your list was... Um, be familiar with they all played there and when I said it was nice to be singing on stage with the likes of those and um, as well people swear that it was the best one of the best dancers in the country apparently it was lovely for, for dancing on and um, it's just another one now that has been has been hit because um, I know we're, we're kind of coming up to Valentine's Day and my own grandparents met at a dance hall in the Star Ballroom in Mill Street yes and um, we're after losing now the Hazel Tree. And before that, there was Duhalla Lodge, known before as Isle of Sky, the Majestic and Mallow, the Highland Maudie Max. Maudie Max, Water. I remember they're Maudie all, Max. Yeah, and the Blackwater. They're all kind of, they're all going like, so yeah. um, coming up to Valentine's Day, are thinking, where will people meet someone? Do you know what I mean? It's to, like, to, to, it was kind of the last <laughs> great ballroom, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It was massive. You could have 500 people there dancing on a Friday night. Easy. And, and, and um, another 100 out in the bar. Easy. Exactly. Yeah, it was just, and you'd have maybe a few sitting down, but they wouldn't be sitting down for long with the great music. And um, if you went in and there was no seat, you'd go straight to the dance floor. So um, my, I suppose my experience, my grandparents would have gone there and friends of mine. I was, um, it was just uh, a wonderful place for people to connect and meet up. Do you know, you'd kind of, you'd go there and there was plenty for parking as well, which is nice, as you said. 
people were, were happy out partying and going having their chat and they'd have a bit of food there as well and go out for a bit of music to listen to you outside to have those 60s, 70s, 80s yes. and in then for the for the waltzing and the quick steps and the slosh and all that as well. The so food it, it was, a great was something else. And in fairness to George, if you were working as a DJ out the front, he, he'd bring you out a bit of grub. The food was fabulous. Yeah, it was. Do you know what? It was the same as well. Back to people singing. He never saw you and stuff. The cup of tea and the bit of food. He was um, a great man for for feeding up all the people working there. Everyone was looked after when you go into the hazel tree, and I think that's something that people will always say. Do you know we worked there, we sang there, we did, we DJ there, and we were looked after, and everyone enjoyed it. And that's why there was such a draw from all over the place. I remember I was there one night. And we were singing, yes, I think it was a, a launch of some CD, and those people came down from Clare because they said, we heard the fear and we wanted to see what it was like, and they said, we'll be back again. So there was a crowd from Innes there, and um, it had great draw from all over the place. Yeah, yeah, there was, I remember there was a, I remember what, going out to Joe Dolan, working, playing in the bar while Joe Dolan was on inside, and she wouldn't have a sinner once Joe stood up on stage. You just sat there and looked out at an empty dance floor and played your tunes, which was fine. But, like, there was people would come from far and wide to to hear Joe. Joe, Joe's that, that special something as well, wasn't he? Live. If I saw Joe Dolan once, I saw him 30 times. I was working for probably 20 of them. But like, you know, the, the draw and the draw and, and, and Declan. I remember. Yeah, I'm sure Big Tom, if my, do you know memory? Um, I was out there with Tom. Right. I was out there with Tom. Ted and Big Tom, I remember Tom. I went down because I would be actually Big Tom was great for me when I was um, when I was very young. He was kind of a great support, and he was mad into farming. And we used yeah. to talk about tractors and all that. He was a and lovely man. He I was said a I'd go down. Also, oh, a pure gentleman. I said I'd go down to see him anyway in the hazel tree. And um, I said, Do you know what? I said, sure. It's so close. I I I won't have to be leaving too early. Well. I arrived anyway, and you had the queue all the way around the side of the hazel tree. It was a massive queue back there, and I was like, will we get it at all? And um, to be fair now, like, George was great. He, it was getting a bit cold, and he said, come inside the door. And things. But we all got in, and it was a fantastic night watching Big Tom. And he was, as I said, it was kind of the, the dance floor and the atmosphere was just fantastic. It just had that feel. It was so welcoming yes. and people really enjoyed it. It's, it's sad to see its current state. Now, I drove past it last year and it's sad to see it. It is. It's sad to see some place that made people so happy and mm. brought people together. Do you think anyone will... will do you know, is, is, George, is George well and alive and well still? He is, you know? I don't know his person. I wouldn't be a great personal friend right. of his, so I, I wouldn't be able to, to okay, comment on that. I, I, we, were, we were just, myself and Fergal were talking among ourselves at the weekend. I, can't, I don't know whether he is alive and well or not, but it would be a difficult one to take up now. Or do you think that the audience is there, Anne-Marie? Well, I think, do you know, a lot of my, I suppose, uh, younger generation are gone back to that music again with the likes of Nathan Carter, with Derek Ryan, and the, the crowd would come, I feel, if they came. Now, I know George's life, I don't know about um, his um, current health, things like that, but I know that there is a draw for places, or even Kalani, there'd be a few things on, and people that you'd, they'd be packed, the Eagle and places like that. So I couldn't see why the Hazel Tree wouldn't have that draw. If you bring the artists, the people will come, the people will join in, and they'll have their dance, and they'll have their bit of fun. And as I said, it's where it is as well. It's a very handy location. So you're there, like... 
just, you know, it's not too far off the main road there, which and you'd have the Limerick, the Cork crowd all coming down to the yeah. hazel tree. So, do you know, it might be something that you could start up yourself, PJ, if you got the notion. <laughs> if I had the money. Well, I know, if I had the, listen, the, the memories out there, I, I must have played there 20, 30, 40 times, and Ted would, mm-hmm. Ted would ring me at 6 o'clock on a Saturday and say, Hazel Tree, good man, lovely. I used to love it. I used to love it out there. Yeah. Really did. And Marie, lovely talking to you. And we wonder what happened, what will happen. It's for sale now, uh, the, the Hazel Tree with, uh, with Sherry Fitzgerald. And don't know what price is on it or how much it'll make, but yeah, it, it closed up after the it closed up over the pandemic and never reopened. They had Sunday afternoon tea dances. They had ah, it was a fabulous place. We used to have a, well, I had a cheat going when when DJing got got um, digital. Uh, I realised that for some nights you'd be sitting down there, and from about half ten. Once the band or the artist came on, you should be sitting there playing to an empty dance floor. <laughs> so so I came in here at the time and I set up my gear in one of the studios here and I recorded a couple of long mixes of music. And depending on what artist was on in the hazel tree, I, I'd go down and I'd play for them while they were on the warm up and they'd be doing the bit of dancing to the sixties and the show bands and all that kind of thing. And then the minute the band came on, I just stuck in a CD and sat back and drank my coffee and ate my sandwiches. It was great. Uh, on credit unions, Patrick dropped us a WhatsApp voice message. Good morning. Is it still the same with the credit unions that you have to? There's a maximum amount you can have now. In other words. Uh, you, can only, you can only have a maximum amount of savings. Is that still the case? Well, Patrick, uh, that's in one account, I think, you can have a max. I, I'm not sure. you best to check with your credit union. Maybe the rules have changed or we can check with the, with the, the money doctor. The rules may have changed. But there was a time you could only have, I think it was 5,000 or something, in a credit union account. Then you had to open another one and another one. I don't know, Patrick, is the answer. 0818 96 96 96. Have a listen to this. Here's someone who, who has ambitions to be a star and may well get there, you know. Yeah, there's Lottie O'Driscoll, and that's a video. Uh, Corey Power took that video. She busking downtown, and that TikTok... 14,000 views and young Lottie is ambitious and wants to be a singer and she's got all that it takes. Her mom Celine. Hi, ma- hi mom. Hi, how are you? I'm great altogether. How old is she? She's 12. 12. Yeah. A big, a big set of pipes on her for 12. How long is she singing? She sings since she could speak. I say she's only beforehand. Wow, it's fantastic. It really is fantastic. And, and how did that video come to be made? She was just Did she just walk up and start singing? Well, she follows um, Corey on TikTok, and um, she was in town, and um, she, she was with my nephew, and they just went up and asked if she could sing. Right. And the rest of is with it is... It's history. And, and yeah. Corey's great for, for letting young people come up. We had another lad on last year that he... he Came up and they did a tune, a tune together. He's actually brilliant. He, um, he, he. She follows him on TikTok all the time. Gets great confidence and stuff. So she was um, excited, like you know, to 
go in and be there. Good. So. Is, she, is, she, is she there? She is. She is. I'll put her on. All right. Hey. Hey, Lottie. Hey. You you sound a lot older than 12 when you sing. <laughs> Do I? You were singing since you were a small baby. Yeah. Where did, when did you start? Why, why, when did you first realise you loved to sing? When I was really big because my family singers, like my granddad's a singer and uh, on my dad's side, uh, Roy Keane is my... Um, Roy Buckley, sorry. Oh, Roy, a great friend. He's my cousin and um, my dad's side and my granddad, he's Jim O'Luskill on my mum's side, so I really came from a singing family. Can you take that phone off the speaker for me for a second? I talk to you because it's a bit noisy. Could you do that? Yeah, sorry. That's much better now. That's, <laughs> that's much better now. So, and and you go to Superstar Stage School, they tell me. Yeah, I I started in twenty twenty. Okay, and and when you, what's the biggest thing you ever did with them? Uh, I went into the opera and I played. Really? What you say? Yeah, uh, part of your well bed, Little Mermaid. Great, great. And you're in the school choir? Yeah. Very good, very good. Now you go to school at Grail School Fix Hairs, so everything is through Irish? Um, yeah, everything's, um, like I learn in Irish, everything, math as well. Right. And you sing in Irish too? Um, yeah, I see, uh, in the choir I sing, which, um, like I'm the kind of lead of the choir, like I sing the solo parts and then all the choir joins in and stuff. Fantastic, fantastic. Fifth, fifth class. You'll have to stay in school now, though. You can't be six running. Class. Run, six class. You can't be running off to go to recording studios. You'll have to stay in school and do all your exams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that? Were you surprised that you got fourteen thousand hits on the TikTok? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like uh, when I was singing, then at the end of the video, he said he put me up on TikTok when he gets home, and then he put me up, and it just started blowing up, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, My mum put it up now, and it's eighteen thousand now. Really? Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, I think we'd probably be sharing it again, so it'd go up a bit more. Go up a bit more. And you're really, you're really happy. Which it's, it's it's your happy place when you're singing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I love it. It's every day, I think. Fantastic. Will you keep When practicing? I'm older, I want to be like a famous singer and stuff and do my own concerts and be on Broadway. Oh, you've got Broadway? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I went to New York and I saw Broadway, Aladdin and stuff, and I went to, when I saw it, I knew straight away that I wanted to. Music, you like, you'd like the theatre, like? Yeah. Brilliant. Great. Well, I wish you well with it because you've got the voice for it. And off Thanks you go. And keep practicing and keep doing what you're doing and keep those videos going up. Lottie O'Driscoll from Knocknahini. Always happy to push local talent, local young talent. And there she is on TikTok with Corey Power. And you know, there's so much to be said for Corey Power because that's not the first. Uh, video he's done. I can't remember the name of the lad he had on before Christmas. Little small lad. But again, huge views. But Corey is great for promoting uh, youngsters through his TikTok. It is good to see. 0818 96 96 96. Shall we jump to the other end of the spectrum age wise? Now, not you, Declan, but I'm about to talk to a man uh, who was dancing at the Lord Mayor's tea dance at the great age. Am I reading it right? 103, Declan? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, yes, that's Jim. He's 103 years young. Wow. And you're at the, he was at the Lord Mayor's tea dance? He was. I, I, I 
Jim rung me last week. I had to ring him about something, and he rung me and he said to me, "The Lord Mayor's gone because he's very active on Facebook." And I said, "Yes, Jim." I said, "But I knew he had a party. They were celebrating um, his part. Uh, he had a birthday party for him on Saturday night." And I said to him, "Would you be up? Would you be able for it on Sunday?" He said, "No, not a bother." He said, "I'll meet you at the bus station in Watford on Sunday morning." And I said, "I'll go out and collect you." He lives over the border in County Kilkenny, and I said, "I'll go and collect you." He said, "No, I'll drive in, and I leave my car." And I'll meet you. He was waiting for me outside Dooley's Hotel at 10.30. We had a quick coffee and we went over, got on the bus at 11 o'clock. And from uh, the station in, in Cork, Jim walked, actually nearly ran down to the City Hall um, before we did a bit of practice. Good. Christ. I'm looking at a picture of the two of you here, actually. How long, yeah, you, how, how long are you friends? I know Jim. I'm, I know Jim probably since 1997. Right. And uh, you know, then he started coming to my classes, um, and then obviously with with the pandemic, you know, obviously we wanted to be very, very, very careful with you know, obviously with the the mature uh, clientele and that. So, um, but then Jim came back; he's back with a vengeance, uh, going back social dancing and you know meeting up with him and all that. He's just he's a fantastic inspiration, and he's he's so positive, PJ. That's that's the thing as well. He's so positive about things, and he just puts a lot of stuff into perspective and just say, you know what, life's for a living. Yeah, well, when I read the report um, in the paper about the Lord Bear's tea dance and I saw a hundred, I, I initially thought it was a misprint. I <laughs> did think it was a misprint. Jim McManus, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. And at 103 years of age, you're still dancing. How long are you dancing now, mate? Oh, dear. We're way back. Uh, well, which which dance? <laughs> when did you start? Okay. Can you get a bit closer to your phone, Jim, if you wouldn't mind? That'd be great. Uh, are you talking about ballroom dancing? Yeah. Yeah, ballroom. When did you start yeah. ballroom dancing? Uh, I spent seven years in the UK learning all the ballroom dances, right, and the Latin American dances. Okay. And uh, when I came over to Ireland in uh, 1994, right. um, I found out about this tango dance. Tango, yes. Argentine, it's Argentine tango, not just an ordinary tango. It's the Argentine national dance. Right. And uh, I saw it on a stage in uh, Waterford. Right. And I thought, oh, that's very interesting. I'd like to try that, says you. So then I found out that there was a a club that started up in um, in Cork. Mm-hmm. So I joined that. And that's how I got uh, into the tango business. Wow. And you went to Argentina, am I right? You did go to Argentina. You know, that, when I, I was a young lad then, 99. <laughs> that was 2019. And, uh, oh, it was a marvellous experience. Um, wow. Wow. People went wow. mad. They were queuing up to get selfies and to get my autograph and what have you. Yeah, because there aren't too many 103-year-olds. There aren't too many 103-year-olds Jim can get out of bed, let alone go dancing. How do you keep fit? Uh, well, perhaps it's the dancing that's doing it, you see. 
You had a military career. Tell me a little bit about it. Yes, I had a lot, a lot of careers actually. I've uh, had lots of different jobs, and uh, I was in the army for seven years. Right. And then I joined the Merchant Navy after that when I came out. Right. And uh, travelled around the world. And uh, I worked in. Uh, uh, what's it called? What? In Beirut. Oh, Beirut, yeah. Lebanon. Yeah. yeah with the, with the Merchant Navy, was it? I worked there. Uh, no, I worked there as a technician. Oh, crikey. Yeah, right. un- American University. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and how did you discover Ireland then as a place to live? How, I mean... Ah, oh, well, that, that goes back a long, long way. I... My mother used to take us uh, to Northern Ireland because all my ancestors were up up north. They were yes. either in Sligo or or in uh, Enniskillen, yes, which is now uh, North Ireland. That's you know, right. That's right. It's separated like that. Uh, you can blame the British pirates for that. I suppose. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, your, your mom, your mom is Irish, so you settled. You settled. Uh, you settled uh, here when? My father was born in Enniskillen. I see. Um, but uh, of course, in those days, uh, there were very few jobs going in Northern Ireland. Uh, uh, farming was the most thing, and he didn't like farming. He had um, got himself apprenticed as a. Um, Carpenter, right. so he moved to Scotland, and that's how I became. Uh, he, he married. Oh well, first of all, he was in the. He joined the the British Army. Yes, same as I did. Yes, and in the First World War, so he went through that, and he, he married my mother. Yes, who was also <laughs> descended from. Uh, a lady from Sligo. Fabulous. Jim, how do you keep yourself young? I know people are listening now going, how does he keep himself so young and so fit? He's 103. How does he keep himself so Other than dancing. Like, do you eat anything special? Do you drink? Do you take a pint? I don't... I drink the odd uh, bottle of lager or something like okay. that, maybe okay. on a Sunday. Very good. I don't go out. I don't go in the pubs. Okay. Or anything like that. I just go and buy myself a couple of bottles and that. Good, do good for you. Else. And f- and food wise, good old fashioned, good old fashioned grub. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have my porridge every morning. It's a special porridge, you know. I put a lot of things into it. I various nuts and things. Right. And uh, I, I eat mainly organic food. You know. I see. Uh, and I avoid a lot of uh, meat things, especially chickens. 
as you know, at this very moment, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a scare out there. There is about the chickens yeah. at the moment. And yeah. how often, finally, how often would you would you dance? As often as possible. <laughs> Once a week? Whenever there's something on. Well, you in Waterford tonight, which there is. Yeah. I'll be going dancing tonight. Yeah, dancing tonight in Waterford. Well, the tango whole of classes. tango, the whole of the whole of Waterford will be. Declan, you have a few years to go yet, mate, before you catch up on this fella. I do. I, I he puts he puts me to shame, PJ. But look, it's it's great to, to listen to him there now and and what the, the history he's, that he's, he's a he's wonderful saying. he's a wonderful character and yeah. great 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 to great to talk to him and great to talk to you, the great Jim McManus and Declan Roach, and that is it. Program edited by uh, Imar O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thank you to you in whatever way you joined the conversation. We'll see you tomorrow just after nine. You guys ready? Watch out, watch out. Oh. The Big Drive Home, weekdays from four. On Cork's 96FM. The one second song returns to The Big Drive Home this week, and it's been a while. So here's a step-by-step guide to entering. Number one, do your homework. I've been listening to 96FM on repeat all day. Number two, try not to panic. I'm actually going to clear up. I'm actually going to step in. Number three, don't be afraid to vent your frustration. Ah! And number four, if in doubt, sing it out. How am I supposed to leave you? Give it a go yourself. Join me weekdays from four. The Big Drive Home, Cork's 96FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.